What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back. back. Give me the new, 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 new world. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 new world order, aka Mr. Cochalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the desert storm bunker with the undisputed, the undisputed black Moses of this and EWF, every woman's fantasy, and CGAC, God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of the world, retiring ninjas from the internet. Every single week in the building, retiring ninjas from the new, internet. New, 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 new world order. The undisputed King of Kings is back in the building. <laughs> and I come to you humbly. The lone wolf. Oh, and I got to sit here sometimes. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name. Indeed. All right, we got a great show for you planned today. Humbly, respectfully, shout out to the coach gang for being here always. And we end this together. All right, we appreciate y'all <laughs> very humbly. <laughs> we got uh, a great show for you today. Has makeup and surgeries caused us men and women not to know what actually and who actually are attractive? And we have a subsubject, which is called does sex equal support? We have two black women. <laughs> we have two sisters that are going to talk about, hey, if we have sex, that requires you to financially support me in, a, in essence. So we're going to talk about that as well. And we got other great subjects here. We got doom and gloom CGA. We got uh, straggle and sniggle theater and so forth and so on. Uh, the basis of this show, let me give you a preview so you guys don't have to wait. The earlier people, um, there was a tweet that kind of went viral, kind of went viral on Twitter. And um, it was in relationship to this woman whose name slips my mind, but actually I got it. Her name is Margot Robbie. Now, this tweet, you know, sometimes Twitter is full of trolls. So this tweet says this is Margot Robbie without makeup. And definitely mid was the response. And there's Margot Robbie there. Now, listen, you know, we have these things that we have to clear up here. Because we hear a lot of conversations, you can look at a person and some person will say, she a five, she's a four, she's a six and a half, she's a seven. And another person says she's a nine or a 10. And we realize that more or less people have, um, what, what, more or less people have, um, people have their, their preferences. They have their preferences. So when people have their preferences, that can kind of skew uh, the scale. And that's all understandable. However, what will happen is then a person will say, well, that's her without makeup, and then she's this rating. Well, her with, the, with makeup, she's the this. And that's why I featured her on the thumbnail, right? On the thumbnail, you saw the glammed-up version of her that was when she was 22 in the movie Wolf of Wall Street. And then you see that picture, and that's supposedly with her, her without makeup. And in fact, she does still have makeup on. A lot of people do, don't see it. She still has some sort of makeup on, which is you know, part of the conversation that we're going to have. She's not, that's not her natural. In fact, I do have pictures of her in the natural and she looks way worse than that. 
All right. So, so if you think she's mid there, when you see her without makeup and remind me, she looks way worse than that. Now, here's the, the problem here. How are we, how are we rating these women? Let's be honest. Number one, most of the time we're rating them on their facial features, their facial, facial symmetry, how they look um, when you see them. It's not really the body. Now, we have a phrase for that called the butter face. So, in essence, most men would fornicate with almost any woman's body. And let's just be fair. There's ninjas that will go to extreme levels. And let me just see if I can pop this up on the screen. I know ninjas are going to deny it. But um, ninjas mostly. And when I say ninjas, these are all of my brothers, not just my black brothers. There's a woman here that I'm going to pop up here. Ninjas would do this body right here. Ninjas would have no Ninjas would be more than happy to go in on this one. So when we're talking about rating attractiveness, most men will go hit anything. You know what I mean? And listen, don't deny it. Don't deny it. I supply it. But ninjas are going to take this to the woodshed. We know this. So we don't really rate women on their bodies. I mean, there's good bodies and bad bodies. But <laughs> you know you ninjas is going in on that belly deli. And don't deny it. We gonna fly it. And so there you go right there. So when we talk about, <laughs> oh man, when we talk about, hey yo, chill, son. Hey yo. When we talk about attractiveness, we're really talking about what does she look like in the face? All right. Now, the problem is most men have never really seen a woman in the natural, meaning you've never woken up to a woman on a consistent basis and saw what she looks like when she has a breakdown, she has a breakout. Uh, before she applies anything, any concealer, any skincare, um, you've never seen her without being glammed up. So thus, you will say, "Hey, this woman's of this." But we will talk about what real attractive beauty is, and my philosophy about this. I have a philosophy about this that I teach men about. Um, most women are but ugly, <laughs> right? Listen, let's just be honest with them. If everybody was competing with the natural woman. All right, the natural woman, even the most beautiful woman that you've ever seen, you probably wouldn't be impressed with her without makeup. She still would be good looking, though. She still would be good looking. But what are we comparing them against? Now, when you add the surgery element in this with the Botox, the fillers, the cheek fillers, the lip fillers, the the uh, the chin fillers and the um, the, um, the you know, the everything they're doing with their eyebrows. And their, when you add that, it gets out. It gets crazy. And then it's hard to really discuss what attractiveness is. In fact, they have a filter now, and I'm going to show this later on in the show, on, I believe, TikTok, which shows women in an age progression. All right. And so you're seeing a lot of celebrities. Tisha Campbell, I believe one of the Kardashian girls, she's named the Jenner girl, um, who had a lot of surgery. She's actually used the facial uh, aging feature. And then women are being able to see themselves aging what they would look like naturally aging, not with all of the makeup and the mystery. So now they're really seeing what they would really look like with advanced years, and it's not a pretty sight. They're actually disgusted at what they see, which is going to push more women to put more makeup on and do more surgeries to prevent looking like that. And even women, as they age, they get to 60, and then they try to do these surgeries to correct it, and they end up looking like having their face pulled back. It looks ridiculous. So... When you're talking about a beautiful woman, what are we talking about? Does the makeup and surgery industry skew us and what is real? So when we're having an argument, now we're having an argument. We're having a discussion about, okay, this woman's attractive. And the person will say, she mid. 
what are we talking about here? Is this a fair thing, not for women, but for men to say a person's mid and she's actually attractive, but she's attractive only because. One more thing. A lot of times the hair can make the difference. So what's attractive uh, to many times with the hair, the hair industry is a billion dollar industry. So is pornography and makeup. But sometimes you'll see a woman with her hair done and you'll say she's attractive, but then her hair is not done and she will be less than attractive really quickly because the hair is a woman's crown. So you'll see her with the wig and the makeup and you'll be like, oh, she's not bad. But then you'll see her with the makeup and no wig and she looks like a clown. Mm -hmm. She looks like uh, Tupac. She looks like D'Angelo in that video. She looks like D'Angelo with the cornrows back. But she still has the makeup, but the wig will be gone and it'll look weird. Like you're just like, whoa, white women, they'll plump their hair up. You know, white women tease their hair to look full. All right. Because their hair typically lays flat on their head. OK, so white women's hair, especially if it's straight and fine, it just lays flat on their head. Now, you don't know that because when you see them, normally they have it up and bouncy and feathered like um, like uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett. But then when they take a shower and they brush their hair back, it's flat on their head. And then they jump out the shower and then they look like Master Splinter. All right. So. <laughs> right. It's it looks full. It looks nice when it's got teased and moose. But then when they take a shower, they jump in the pool or or they lay up or wake in the morning. It's just flat on their head. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and you're looking at her like, yo. And all you see is forehead. That's all you see. And I don't mind that. But see, I know what women naturally look, look, look like. I've lived with women. I've lived with several women. So I know what it is, and I'm not surprised. So when I see a woman that is glammed up with makeup and surgery, for me, I don't jump and go, wow, she's beautiful, because I know what women look like. I've woken up to women, many women in my life, and I know that they don't look like that. And the curly hair women look like uh, lions when they wake up. So the curly hair women, you know, you know, curly hair women spend hours just making their hair just perfect. All right. They don't they do the opposite of what flat hair women do. They don't tease their hair. They actually just kind of <laughs> just try to keep it maintained. They put water and spritz just to keep it flatter, because when they wake up in the morning, they look like lions. All right. They wake up and it's like poof. And you're looking at her and you're like, God dang, they <laughs> looking like Medusa. So it's um. Something that happens that a lot of guys aren't ready for. And then what they'll do is, and which is fair or not fair, we can discuss, is they talk about women bad when they're not on their game, when they don't wear makeup, when they don't have their hair done, when they don't have surgeries, when they age. Now, all of a sudden, we're like, look at her. She hit the wall. Well, did she really hit the wall? Or did she disguise herself from the wall from the beginning? We're going to talk about that. Mm. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Oh, man. So anyway, some men like waking up to lions. Curly hair women, man, they be waking up looking like lions. You be like, yo, what happened to you? You had a rough night. And ladies, one more thing about this. Um, this happens typically for men after sex or after um, after uh, you wake up. You guys look crazy when you wake up. All right. And I don't think you guys know that. Ladies, if you're listening, when you wake up, you guys look funny because what will happen is or after we get done five stroke special in you, 
what happens is your hair is kind of like tossed a little bit and their hair is kind of up and sideways. They helmet kind of twisted. And so you looking at them and then it's not even the next, it's not even the, the person you thought you were talking to. You looking at her and she trying to even either, either uh, have a logical discussion. She's trying to still look cute. Yeah. That bed head. <laughs> right. And we looking at her kind of like, and she's talking, but her bed head is saying a different thing. And you're looking at her like, the hell. <laughs> Not only that, you got post nut clarity, right? And so you're looking at her hair all tossed, tossed over and pushed up on one side. You're like, what the? <laughs> they eyebrow makeup smeared. And they're like, do you still love me? You want to go another round? No, thank you. I'm out of here. No, no, no. I don't want nothing else from you. You're looking kind of crazy right now. But anyway, going on and on about that. Yes, let's talk about it. The dollar signs the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Coach Greg Adams TV on Bimmo. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new. And of course, I forgot the PayPal link, but we'll get it in. We'll get it in. <laughs> All right, the ladies are like, this is unfair. Now, here's the other conversation we're going to have about this because ladies are like, well, this is unfair that you judge us like this. Problem is, this is what you guys do. All right, this is what you guys use to get ahead um, on the sexual marketplace. So don't, don't make us feel bad because you women out here can't walk outside in the natural. Okay, because you guys have insecurities. Your raging insecurities prevent your ass from walking out here looking like um, Harriet Tubman. <laughs> okay. If you're a black woman, come on out here looking like Harriet Tubman. And then see how good you can do on the marketplace. If you're a white woman, come on out here looking like um, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> come on out here. Eleanor Roosevelt. Come on out here. Come on out here and look, look, look like yourself in the natural and compete. And then wake up to the guy. When you're, when you're somewhat natural and you wake up to the guy, you don't look that crazy anymore. You don't look that crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. How about we do that? It is Albert Wesker says, if it wasn't for makeup, most XXs will look like zombies. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll take you up on that one. I was doing some research on makeup. And actually, I Google my name and makeup just so I can show you that I've been talking about this quite early on before a lot of your favorite content creators have got on this. Not, not all of them, but you know, uh, take a look at this, this, for some reason, this video popped up. Take a look at this one. All right here. <laughs> take a look. Oh, the humanity. Now, I don't know why this video was suggested, but it was. Mm. And I was like, Oh, the humanity. So we'll come back to that later. I'm just like, yo, what the? Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. I was like, what in the hell is that? I thought the Undertaker had a daughter for sure. But anyway, let's get back to the show here. Derek Eaton says, let's get it, coach gang, for life. Chris says, what's up, coach? In my opinion, in my opinion, finding a skill is easier than learning how to grift. Ninjas is broke these days. Price is wrong. And yeah, man, I think, yeah, um, 
people want to hustle, though. You know, uh, most skills require work, like meaning like you got to learn something or you got to use your hands. So people were rather uh, people were rather hustle like they'll hustle like hey, we have the hustle culture. But even hustle means in some communities dealing drugs. But people would rather do that than to do skills. You have to ask yourself, what skills do you really have? I was challenged on this. People, people still for, forget. People still will deny that YouTube is a skill and or a job. Okay, now listen, it ain't, it ain't a job for me. It definitely requires skills, though. <laughs> I mean, it requires skills, but these skills, uh, technical skills, um, are, are somewhat underrated. And people can't really tell what skills you're implementing because that's their failure. They're like, you don't, you're not implementing these skills. You're just talking, right? You're just talking. I'm like, wow. I mean, listen, if you think all it took to jump on here was just talking, you're out of your mind. But, you know, a lot of people don't recognize it. We got the chopper in the building. He says, peace, coach. A woman deleted her husband after she got off Facebook, and, or we call it Facebook over here, in North Kakalaki. I can't get over. I can't get over how come she was talking to the dispatcher. Okay, I can't get over how, I think you mean calm? That's why it makes sense. I think you meant calm. You mean how calm she was talking to the dispatcher. Okay, so she deleted her husband and she was talking calm to the dispatcher. Okay, so yeah, man, uh, women are cold like that. Shout out to OTG, says CGA, don't feel bad for Hafiz. He set you up. He set you up and tra tried to trap uh, Jesus, look, he set up a trap for you, Jesus. I can't read. That's a skill. He set up a trap for you with valuetainment and fell into his own trap like a goddamn Looney Tune. He says, you are just a road runner in a world full of coyotes. Meet me on these ninjas. <laughs> All right. Meet me. Why did Daryl L. get his message deleted? All right, we got Derek Eaton says, you got me in tears. My coworkers are wondering if I'm okay. All right, shout out to the sniggling brothers out here. My brother's in here sniggling at their job. Do not, do not get fired. Okay, Ninja Snuggle. Ninja Snuggle says, I'm listening to a book called Insatiable Wives, and the author said that this is the number one reason for divorces that are filed by women. Only 25% is due to the husband cheating. And this is a female author. Uh, if we want to get real about this, and I told you, the idea that men cheat on their wives or are abusive to their wives and the woman finally couldn't take it anymore is false. It's absolutely false. The number one reason why women get divorced and file for them is because, I'm going to show, I'm going to play you, the, uh, wait, it's this right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> Insatiable. Insatiable. They keep asking it, asking, and the husband finally says, I'm tired of giving. And then she says, well, I'm going to divorce you. I'm not happy. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you, we're going to call you Gil. Gilbert is in the building. He says, first time contributor, CGA. CGA for president, free agent lifestyle for life. He says, been ninja watching you since KS died. Catching up on the streams, got me sniggling in the gym. Shout out to you. Thank you for that, man. And don't drop any weights on your face at the gym shout out to the brothers that are at the gym all right doing their workout while listening to me i know it could be weird as well all right oh man okay they don't lock me out of Venmo, so let me do this they didn't ask me for a code and all of that stuff all right what are we doing here 
somebody must have tried to hack in there. You should see this code too. Really, this is the worst code in the in America. Let me see if I can get it right. Bear with me for a minute. I'm just trying to get to the Venmos. All right, I already almost put in the wrong code. They would have locked me out for the rest of the show. They would have locked me out. All right, so yeah, man, I want a cheese, man. Come on, man. These technologies. Oh, they not let me get in. Give me a second here. I'm going to get on PayPal for now. Shout out to OTG says some chicks who wear a lot of makeup have bad skin. Indeed, he says it, it might be a chicken or an egg situation, but I think that good skin will take you further than good makeup, at least for me. This is very true. So we can talk about that uh, a little bit later. But I knew a, I knew a young woman that I worked with, a Latina chick with freckles, which is rare. Um, A Latina chick with freckles and she used to wear heavy makeup. I mean, the liquid foundation. And every day she had on this thick makeup. And she kind of had a bitchy attitude. Anyway, one day she came in. I don't know why without the makeup. And she had these freckles. And, dude, she was cute. She was adorable. And you could tell her self-esteem was way lower. I don't know what happened. She must have ran out of formula. <laughs> or I don't know where she She must have ran out of her shit. But she came in and she was super humble. She was nice. She was kind of like awkward, weird, like and whatnot. But she had these freckles. And I was like, oh, but you never could see them with the makeup. You never seen. Them. I was like, oh, I didn't realize you had freckles. She was like, yeah, you know, dude, she looked cute. She was super, dude, she looked adorable. I was like, you know, but of course, when you say that, it still don't work. She still looks better. Yeah, she looked like she had clay on her face. It was crazy. Moose Hefner says, Coach, you had me cracking up talking about the blue balls on last night's stream. He says, one time I had it so bad I couldn't even walk. I've been there. He says, I was curled like a, up like a baby. I thought I was going to have to ha go to the ER. Since then, I learned to never get myself that worked up for a piece of peace leave just in case they withhold it. I bet Gen Z is like blue balls. What's He says, what is that? Uh, they probably know. What that mean? All you need to do is release. Uh, hit the release valve. <laughs> Get the splash zone. Hit the release valve. Um, yeah, you can have it so bad that you can't walk. You know what I mean? And you, you know, all you got to do is just hit the release valve. Get that, get that venom out and you'll be good. It'll be a great release too, but you got to release that venom. So if you're ever in this situation and you just like, you know, they become extra sensitive and the woman don't work you up and you don't wait it five hours, eight hours overnight with a rock hard. And then you wake up, you're like, what's going on? Your stomach hurting. Get the venom out. You need to get that venom out. You know what I mean? Go to the bathroom. If you at somebody else's house, don't hold it. It's going to be bad, man. So I'm here to teach brothers for all situations. Anyway, let's get into a little doom and gloom. CGA. Yeah, man, get that get, get that venom out. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, what do we got here? We got uh, more bad news. I keep harping on this because uh, the reason why I keep telling this and sharing this story is because and I've been I wrote about this in my book is this this is going to be one of the biggest contributing factors for lack of relationships in the United States, specifically for the black community. But going forward, the rest of the uh, the rest of the world, sorry, the rest of the cultures and and races in America. And it says how the $1.6 trillion student loan uh, debt disproportionately weighs on black women. Um, this is going to be the number one reason, one of the number one reasons why, and they'll never admit it, 
why relationships aren't going to even get off, uh, get out of the blocks. So a lot of them disproportionately are going to be at, although they bragged and I don't feel bad for them. They bragged about their degrees and their jobs. They bragged about being the most educated. And of course, this is just more confirmation that uh, relationships will not even get started because a lot of them have this debt weighing on them and they're, they're wanting to go to work. Mostly is centered around them wanting to pay that debt off before they bring it into a relationship. And economically, we know black men that are probably not going to get married to them and then get married to them and pay off their debt. Highly unlikely. So when we talk about why relationships can't get off the blocks, this is going to be a, something we need to address. We need to address this. If you're going to run around, say you're the most educated, then we also have to assume you're going to have the most debt as well. And when you're wondering why men won't marry you, it's because you waited too late. You probably didn't pay off the debt. You probably did pay off the debt, but it's way too late. You got late started. Uh, most of the time, you probably got pregnant as a sophomore in college as well by a pookie or or basketball player or a halfback or a fullback, mm. a wide receiver, a, a defensive back. While you was in college, on the yard, getting stumped out, getting that train game ran on you. Train game. All right, and here it is again. So I'm going to keep bringing it up until people start to talk and have an honest conversation about it. We're not going to read the article, but this is just more confirmation about, I, about what I wrote about in the book, The Evolution. And there it is. That article came out uh, two days ago. And the funny thing is, this space keeps being told that we keep talking about the same thing over and over again. Well, if we keep talking about the same thing over and over again, how come these things aren't corrected? If you're tired of hearing about it, why isn't the situation corrected? That's number one. Number two, the best fundamentals only have a few fundamentals. So you don't need to keep reinventing the wheel and come up with new topics when the topics and fundamentals are always the same. Number three, when it comes to this, we keep being talking about these and we keep getting ignored until it becomes mainstream. Let me give you an example. I'm going to give you an example of this one, and I wasn't going to play the clip, uh, but this is a part of the doom and gloom, and I this is the part of the thing that frustrates me um, as a content creator that has been in this space for years, and there's people been in the years before me. Um, I want you to listen to this woman right here, and um, she's going to talk about some of the frustrations this space uh, uh, women have. I'm sorry, uh, the frustration society has. Th take a look at this. Take a look at this, and let me... Let me know if this doesn't sound familiar. Here we go. We're the loudest voice. We are the ones that are rah, rah, go do it. And we, as black women, it can be chaos. It can be trauma. It can be all of these different things. And you still gonna have your girlfriend, your sister, media, all these different things that are going to promote you in it. That are going to say, you go girl, you do it. While everything else is just falling to the side. And so the feminist movement has been very detrimental to us. We, we left our post. We joined with other organizations of people, mainly white women, and fought their fight. We are the last. All right. As you can hear, she, this is a woman basically saying feminism's fault and so forth and so on. They left their post and so forth and so on. Now, um, these things have been obviously discussed many times by black men, even early in the 1980s and the 90s. It's, you know, even us content creators aren't the first ones to even talk about this. But men have been talking about this for a long time, overwhelmingly ignored. Then I came along and people before me, slightly before me came along. I wrote this book 
2019, people called me all kind of woman haters and shit like that. And this was basically feminism's reverse engineering of American women. I wrote this before your most popular content creators were able to blow up on YouTube. Then people in the 2020s with the help of COVID and everybody sitting at home quarantining, then a lot of us became a lot more popular. And of course, then we only attribute this conversation to one or two content creators even before this woman's talking. So the funny thing is I look at this and I go, <laughs> like, why are people now wanting to listen to it now? Why are people wanting to now admit it now? It's too late. Mm. And the reason why I wrote my book is to tell you it's too late. There's no course correcting this. Women have now been downloaded with the software of feminism, and it's not going to change. Anyone coming in the conversation now to look to change and reverse this I'm here to announce to you that there are only five ways this is changing because we're in too deep. And the five reasons that we're going to change this is World War III, mass immigration or terrorism, plague or disease, religious awakening, and or a economic collapse of epic proportions. All right. So that's what it is. And sorry for a guy. He has to go because you keep you keep repeating the same thing. And I know you like to troll. But uh, you're going to have to troll elsewhere. Thank you for joining me. All right. So um, <laughs> here it is right here. An economic collapse of epic proportion. Guys, the conversation should have been recognized a long time ago. And if you figure this out in 2020, unfortunately, there's a lot of hope strategists in this space that were invited in in 2021 due to the popularity of this sphere. Okay. Um, here's the thing. It's too late. It's too late to recover. We're not recovering from this. We're going to need a disaster. We're going to need it to fall all the way down. The best case scenario for it to be less violent would be a religious awakening. That's it. You need a religious awakening to correct, correct this. And I don't see that coming anytime soon. Speaking of I don't see that coming. <laughs> that's what she said. I didn't see that coming. All right, um, let's get back to this one right here. The Food and Drug Administration. All right, the Food and Drug Administration. New, 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 new world order. Has now approved an over-the-counter birth control pill. All right, so you guys see that news right there? Okay, the Food and Drug Administration has now approved a over-the-counter birth control pill. Unfortunately, uh, people don't know. <laughs> people don't know that. This is kind of common, all right, um, in many other countries around the world. I mean, they do have over-the-counter. I can't tell you which ones. But in America, we have always had prescription, prescription uh, birth control pills. And in part of my book, in one of my commercials, we tell you that the introduction of the pill was very controversial back in the 60s. It did believe, it made people believe that women would overwhelmingly join fornication and then they um, would not marry. The incentive to marry for men would decrease. And inevitably, it was true, right? Women did fornicate more because there was a, the risk was removed slightly. And then you also had uh, men getting the sex because women fornicated more, right? And they were like, well, why do I need to marry? Tw a generation later, here we are. Well, we're two generations now, but a generation later, the results could speak for themselves. Now, now that we have a FDA approved first uh, over-the-counter birth control pill, we know fornication is going to go crazy. 
Okay, so uh, since the uh, you know the early terminations of pregnancies have been uh, taken away by many states in America recently, with the Supreme Court axing away at Roe v. Wade. Now, if there is an available over-the-counter birth control, I mean, there is technically now, but it is an after control, which is the plan B. Now we have the before. Women are going to be eating these up like Skittles. Mm. Women are going to be eating these up like Skittles and a lot of raw dog and STDs and STIs are going to go crazy. So um, I'm not going to read the article, but this is just a part of the doom and gloom right here. Uh, and uh, the pill is called Opil, Opil, and um, it was first available by the FDA as a prescription in 1973. And then uh, pill manufacturer Paris-based HRA Pharma said the contraceptive would most likely be available at stores and online retailers nationwide in early 2024. There it is right there. Early 2024. There it is. The first over-the-counter daily oral con uh, contraceptive. So that we're heading into more slut culture. We're going to have more and more crazy. Oh, by the way, by the way, there would be no excuse for a woman to get pregnant now. If she gets pregnant by a man and says he's not living up to his responsibility. So there's absolutely no excuse for him to be like, he needs to be live up to his responsibility. He got me pregnant. Hey, baby, you got over the counter at this point. Not only do you have over the counter, you have 18 other available birth controls and you just happen to miss all of them. Okay. <laughs> the side effects might be crazy. The, the side effects might make him crazy. Shout out to pharma. Let's go to the conversation of reparations. Let's bring this up for doom and gloom. Chicago suburb starts making $25,000 reparation payments in a test run for the whole country. So if you guys are in the reparation argument, there you go right there. Chicago suburbs starting to put down a little bit of money for the people who have been disenfranchised by gerrymandering, unfair housing, and all that. Now, here's the thing. Don't go move there now. You will not qualify. All right, do not go move there now. You will not qualify because if you go down to where the qualification lies, it says right here to qualify. Those who qualify had to be at least 18 years old and living in the city. And the city of uh, that we're talking about is Evanston, Illinois. Evanston, Illinois. You had to be 18 and living in Ed Evanston between the years 1919 and 1969. All right, so there you go right there. All right, 1919 and 1969, and you had to be an adult during those years. And if you do, if you are an adult, it says right there, there's 140 qualifying, wait a minute, 140 qualifying residents, 140, 140 out of 775,000. All right, listen. <laughs> if you are that age, you're dead. Yes, I mean, listen, if you were that age, you're dead already. But the 1960s, you might still be alive. Not only that, only 140 residents qualify for $25,000 in reparations. Now, that's where the argument is going to get weird, right? Um, It's going to get weird for a lot of them. Some of them are going to be un. It's going to be like Juneteenth. They're going to be unaware of it. Somebody have to be made aware. Some of these people will be, if you look at the, the clock there, you're talking about 20 years, you tack on the 40, the, the 60 years since 1968, 
or roughly just quick math. You're talking about somebody in their 80s, um, at least going into their 80s, somewhat close. The person has to be aware of this, be willing to go up to it. So 140, many of them are probably voting Democrat and dead already. So, mm. <laughs> all right. So there's an example of how reparations could get very complicated. So they do have a program, but only a few qualify. And then are they going to be aware of it? And what are they going to actually do with the money? I mean, that's not any of our business, but that's an example that if they rolled out a program nationwide like that, you will find that most people won't qualify. All right. Even California, the California program, they had a small amount of people that actually would have qualified for something like that. But anyway, unfortunately, that's what it is. All right. The psychiatric industry being called out in this Instagram clip. And I'm glad people are being willing to speak up because, listen, when you challenge these people, these pseudoscientists, um, these people have pretty much no medical data, only clinical data of the things that they support. They use um, they use um, they use uh, test groups and surveys and groups of people, small amounts of people, and they are using medication, not medical uh, interpretations, only their own protected uh, group, APA and uh, um, um, the other one that I can't think of right now. Uh, they'll talk about it later and they'll put people on medication and these things will change your brain chemistry. Now, I've been quite critical of this industry, but people won't speak up because there's big money behind this industry. There's also shame if you speak up against this. They'll say, well, you need it in it. And these type of things where people diagnose other people, which is actually unethical to do, to diagnose people, especially when you're the one needing the help. And they're also telling you, you don't need, even if you don't need help, you should go get help from these people. This is quite, to me, quite uh, troubling to me. Now, if you need the help and you go get the help, fine. But if you're telling a mass people to go get it, even if they don't need it, to me, that's weird. And so these guys right now, these doctors, um, are going to call out this industry, and rightly so. All things should be challenged, even CGA. But if you, if you challenge me, you're going to be in your internet career more than likely. All things can be challenged. All things can be challenged. And these people are going to challenge psychi uh, psychiatry and uh that industry as a whole. Let's go ahead and play this short clip. All of, uh, all of this time doesn't have one case report of one disease validated, not one. What they do is they meet at the American Psychiatric Association. They meet in the DSM committee, Diagnostic Statistical Manual Committee, and they vote on making new behavioral and, and emotional disorders, and they vote, and then they start immediately calling them diseases. And they tell people, they tell the public these are diseases. Total fraud. Total fraud. I've been saying this about, because um, we, we've seen this quite, quite often. Um, they'll change the language and call something a disease. They'll say alcoholism is a disease. And I'm like, no, it's a choice, <laughs> right? It's a choice, and it probably came from a bad choice, and it escalated continual choice and then like, well it's a disease uh, well it can be inherent it can be passed down but but where's the medical data where's the data that he said there's not one documented piece of evidence or data that they have that they that medical people call it a disease medical people are not calling these these the diseases it's this industry calling them the disease without any medical evidence only to treat you uh for it now that's where i say the the that's where I say that should be challenged. 
So then they start saying, well, this is a disease and this, and this is a disorder. This is a disease. How do we treat it? Oh, we're going to treat it with this medication. I think that's a farce. I think it's a, for me, for me, I think it's a farce. And a lot of people fall for it only because, I mean, they're inherently probably have a, a another characteristic like laziness, lack of ability to uh, accept a responsibility, right? They have another thing going on. Uh, they, they're weak and they have vices. So that's where I've been standing on it. And he's exactly right. Let me go ahead and play a little bit more of people calling this out. The actual truth about chemical balance is that it's an actual lie. Nobody has yet measured, demonstrated, or created a test to show that somebody has a chemical imbalance in their brain. Period. There is no rational science behind what they think is the cause of these symptoms. The medications that are being given to people are, without exception, introducing chemicals that are altering the brain in ways which can be very damaging. In the absence of a proven chemical imbalance for which the medications are, quote, rebalancing or fixing, the medications are, in fact, toxic. So you asked to ask the classic Roman question, legal question, cui bono, who benefits? Oh. The people who make the diagnosis. Whoops. Oops. New, 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 new world. Ah, uh, see, this conversation is hard for people to have. And I know you can have your opinion related to my opinion. I don't care. And you're not going to change my mind to it. He says, who benefits? It's always follow the money. New, 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 new <laughs> world order. It's always follow the money. And listen. This is undeniable that this is being happened. This is happening. And people are choosing to go in because they have a problem in their relationship. They have a problem following through. They have a problem with their discipline. They have a problem interacting. Most of them, the most people, not all, not all. Some people have some real illnesses, meaning they're sick in the head, mostly from substance abuse or some sort of trauma. Most people going in there for excuse making. And then they want to say, well, I have this and I have that. The guy said, None of those things are diseases. None. None of those things are medical diseases. Now, you'll say it's a disease because it benefits you because you can then say, well, I have this disease. All right. And then you can blame other people. Who's like, Well, I have. I have. And they hide behind it. And they hide behind it like a shield. So when you attack them, they say, well, I have my. But it's not really a disease. All it is is some group has all elected and voted to call this a diagnosis clinically. All right. Not medically. All right, and so here you go right here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to challenge these. I'm going to continue to challenge these for the people who need help and the people who have done these things uh, to, to help themselves. I'm not talking against you. I know that there's people that have some really deep, deep issues here. However, this is true as well. This is, it, this is undeniably true that this is going on in our country, and we're going to look back at this period of time and then try to find out where we messed up because this is what humans do. Psychiatry in all of, uh, all of this time doesn't have one case report of one disease validated, not one. What they do is they meet at the American Psychiatric Association, they meet in the DSM committee, Diagnostic Statistical Manual Committee, and they vote on making new behavioral and, and emotional disorders, and they vote, and then they start immediately calling them diseases. And they tell people, they tell the public these are diseases. Total fraud. <laughs> My man said behavioral and emotional. See, for me, emotional, anytime the emotional argument comes up, 
I call that either uh, a cop-out or it's a spiritual argument, right? I'd rather take that to the spiritual realm before I let you lie in that emotional realm because emotions should be in check. You should be able to check your own emotions because they're yours. But if you put me in charge of your emotions, that's making you're penalizing me for control for behavior I can't control. I can only control me, but you're out here saying I'm affecting you. That's going to be your problem. See, if it's a spiritual thing and you have a demon in you, that's a whole nother conversation. But if you don't even want to go there, okay, let's take it here. Check your own shit. Check your own shit. Because I can't argue with emotions. You automatically put me in a weak, vulnerable position where I can't stand on my square because of your emotions. And that ain't fair. That ain't fair at all. So as you can see, um, I'm going to continue to challenge this. And this is the undisputed truth. And people who fall back on that, again, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad for you. I say because just because you're sick doesn't mean I need to be sick with you. <laughs> All right. But that's neither here nor there. I think that is the doom and gloom report for today. Yeah, I'll be cutting down the white meat. And trust me, I don't even know. I just say what I say and I don't give a fuck about it, man. Listen. <laughs> All right. Shout out to uh, let's see here. I got super chats. Yeah. We got Tolu says, keep up feeding us all of this truth out here. I appreciate you, brother. New, 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 new world order. Dart says, Transformers, robots in disguise. That's going to be another one that people are going to look back. Most of that support for that has come from the industry that we previously talked about. Nothing, not much medical, uh, mostly emotional and psychological, right? So, <laughs> by the way, if you do... If you do your historical research, this has already happened in our world before, but you're going to miss it. Joe Jones says Kiki Palmer women saying go girl. I had an interesting take on that one, but I forgot about it. PQF boxing coach. You had some great topics lately. He says still one of my favorite episodes was after that Mitch dissed you, then did an episode about you. He didn't even have his own book until you told him to write it. Uh Oh, which one? I can't remember which one. Uh, did he, did he, did he, did he end up making a book too? Mm. They'd just be making books. Y'all try to keep up with CGA. All right, man. Anyway. <laughs> All right. And shout out to the guys that do episodes and give me free marketing. Uh, Hodge says, uh, this started in elementary. They loaded kids up with carbs at lunch when their blood sugars crashed and they couldn't focus in class. They send them to the doctor and get diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. And so, yeah, that was one of the earliest uh, things that happened. Some people will still say they have it. Um, and uh, listen, I've never been diagnosed. I've never even been tested for something like that. Although I did have to mature into school. I started school earlier than I needed to, and it took me a while to mature into school. I really didn't mature into school to my junior year in high school and really my sophomore year in college. But I was always the youngest in my class. So if, in fact, my mother would have done that, I might have been diagnosed, I'm sure. Uh, but we know that most kids that are coming in there are going to be diagnosed regardless. So this takes away the efficacy. Not the efficacy. This takes away the legitimacy of any diagnosis. So anybody that says they have it, um, I would love to hear. I would love to hear a story of a kid that went in to get tested and they said they didn't have it. Okay. Right. I want to hear a story. And I listen, I this this could take a while. I want to hear stories 
of a kid that went in to test for ADD or ADHD. And then the doctor came out and said, he don't have it. Don't worry. Send them back to class. See, that's my argument. That's my argument right there. Because I ain't never seen one. <laughs> I ain't never seen one. The only time I seen somebody go in there, as soon as you go in there, you come out. Oh, we got one. <laughs> All right. He'd be fired. Yeah. So, so like, and he wouldn't get no money. So I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. So when I, when I hear people say it, I say, you might have it. You might not, but I don't know if you, if you have it, you have it. But if the parent, and you got to look at these parents, Gen X parents, um, and a lot of these parents, uh, the boomer parents, were so inefficient as parents to be able to control their kids because they was too busy trying to be friends with their kids. Um, they could not control their kids so that for when the kid got in the fifth grade and could not pay attention in school, the parents had to find a reason why their kid was acting such a way. And as opposed to saying, I fucked up as a parent. See, again, it always comes out back to uh, personal accounts of accountability. Somebody says, I was a teacher. You're wrong. And you was a teacher. So sit your punk ass down. <laughs> you was a teacher. <laughs> and your ass ain't one now. Your ass bagging groceries right now. But And you're listening to the King of Kings. So until you get a show, <laughs> Ninja want to say, I was. Ninja, you was. You a has-been ass teacher. And the reason why you couldn't teach is because you couldn't get control of your classroom. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, anyway, here he is in here. Hey, he's pleading this case. He's pleading this case. He says, I've had, I've had students test negative and return to mainstream. All right, I appreciate your commentary there. I asked you, I asked, have you seen it? And there he is right there. If you would have said that first, you wouldn't have got cooked up. Had you said that first, you wouldn't have got cooked up. But your punk ass tried to come in here and said you a has-been ass teacher. All right. And then you tried to come in here. All right. Listen, come correct before you guys come on my show. <laughs> All right. But anyway, they just want to come correct. See, you got to learn how to communicate. You talking to the king of kings. I'm not going to let you come in here on my show talking that shit. Yeah, he left. He left. <laughs> come correct. Don't step to me wrong because I'm going to smack you backwards. All right. So anyway. All right, big ups. Okay, here we go. Come correct. Ninjas, come correct, man, when you come to me, man. <laughs> anyway, shout out to JC says, and so Hafiz's villain, villain origin story begins, and he's going to be out here. He's he's doing, he's going to switch up on us. He's going to switch up on us. <laughs> All right, he's going to switch up on us. So he quit being Hafiz and so forth and so on. Anyway, where are we at here? Uh, I got to check up on Venmo. Venmo didn't let me get in. so I, But you know what? I got to take an opportunity to get in the correct way. Hold on for a second. <laughs> All right. And so I appreciate him for telling me that. I asked. I just asked a simple question. I said, is it possible? I was like, I've never heard of it. But he says he has. So in that case, in that case, why did the parents take him in there? My question is, why did the kids go get tested? Why did the kids call uh, go get tested? That's my main question. So something was happening. Something was occurring behavior. And what happened was the parents 
took the kids to go get tested. Why? All right. So anyway, we got uh, who is in here? We do have some Venmo's I got to get catch up to. All right. Um, Faith says, hey, coach, do you consider women that are sexy versus women that are pretty, for instance? He says, I come across men that would say Beyonce is pretty, but Rihanna is sexy. I know you prefer the plain James, which I think is cool. And of course, they can also be sexy. I agree with that as well. So make sure we remember that point. Um, that we remember that point when we come back to it, because there's a difference between sexy and pretty as well. All right. Um, Kevin Sullivan says, good morning, coach and the coach gang with the birth control pill coming next year. Uh, be expecting more train yangs in the building. Train um, shout out to the IEP get, get, getters out here. So they got uh, the, um, the people got tested for IEP requirements. Um, if anybody knows about IEPs, that would be um, the um, initiation, um, the initiation to start special education and the special education uh, programs in mostly uh, mostly high schools, but certainly in elementary schools. And also, if the teacher could speak on if any of these people, uh, particularly the parents who put these kids up um, in these situations to get special help who were not diagnosed and were sent back to mainstream. Did any of these kids who got put on special eds, did the parents get any kickbacks financially? Did the state get any kickbacks financially for kids being put in special education? All right. This opens up the topic very broadly. All right. Uh, to a wider range of topics in which we're not going to discuss, but the IEP means you're going to be introduced into possibly some sort of assistance, dyslexia, special education, learning disabilities, and so forth. Many times, state might get a kickback if people are, uh, the more people are introduced into these special education programs. So sometimes the parent can get a little bit of a kickback governmentally for being introduced into special ed in a wider range, meaning that the kid has a lot of trouble learning disability-wise. So look into that. Look into that, all right? And it is definitely true. <laughs> oh, somebody said I had an IEP for being gifted. All right, Macaroni Tony, a humbling moment as a young calf was realizing that hens that I desired don't desire me. He says, uh, then also realizing that attention, the friend zone, doesn't correlate to attraction, which is physical intimacy, okay? And I actually think that that's a conversation. So let me just come back here. Um, the state gets grants from the federal government. Listen to this. Some parents may get SSI benefits if their kid is on a wider range of the spectrum. They may get an SSI. So look at this, guys. I'm telling you, it's kind of always follow the money. All right. There is some kickbacks being, being given for many of these issues. And some kids don't test and, and, and get sent back. Some do. Why are all of these people do? There's more to this. There's more to this than just accepting the diagnosis. That's my opinion. I think look further. And did you get, did you get, did you get uh, another opinion? Okay. Did you get a second opinion? Or did you just take the first doctor's opinion? I, I, I That's kind of how I look at the world. You know what I mean? Listen, everybody has their issues. And I'm not belittling issues. I'm just saying, you went in there, they said no. And you went back to class. 
or you went in there and they said yeah and then so forth and so on like mm. nah but that's i need more i need more all right let's get into this one I need more. I need more. Did you get a second diagnosis? Did you do rent, uh, more testing? Did you just take the first person's opinion? Who was the first person? Like, anyway, I'm glad the guy talked about it and I'm willing to talk about it again. I'm not trying to belittle people's um, issues here, but uh, there's more to this than meet the eyes. Where we go. He said they didn't have it a hundred years ago. Exactly. I mean, well, anyway, it's not a popular show today, but uh, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's get into it. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, here we go. Press the button. Ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Here we go right here. Uh, we got some ladies out here uh, playing tug of war. Tug of war. Remember that in PE, physical education? Could people have learning disabilities because they're not getting their good physical education? All right, so here we go right here. Uh, physical education class, everybody remembers this. Well, apparently, they're having a little work function here. You can see this on the screen. And we have a lot of lovely ladies, and they got their ponytail and their yoga pants on. They're going to play. I don't see who's on the other side. I'm going to assume this. these women look like teachers. These women look like teachers. As you guys know, teachers are mostly out of shape. I've barely seen, rarely seen an in-shape teacher. I know one for sure. I knew an Ironman, a woman that ran Ironmans as a teacher. All right. Uh, but um, she seemed like she could kick some ass. But look at these soggy yogurts here, the soggy yogurts. But there's one woman in here that's going to play the game a little bit wrong. She, instead of pulling, she's going to pull. Let's roll the film. Instead of pulling, she's going to pull the other way. So we have these three ladies up front, and they're being – oh, they're doing a good job so far. And, um, the, the, okay, all right, I think they're going to win. Uh-oh. Oh, it looks like the men are on – wait a minute. What is she doing right here? Uh, Suzanne. Suzanne, they're trying to pull this way, and Suzanne is pulling the opposite way. And they're telling Suzanne, what are you doing, you goofy librarian? The librarian, Suzanne. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the woman's telling her, Suzanne, are you this? And look at this teacher right here. Lord have mercy. Look at these teachers, man. Oh, the humanity. Hey, man, if teachers look like this, man, how can you listen to them? <laughs> All right, but I'm big on physical. I'm big on physicality, man. How can I listen to you when you shape like an egg with legs? All right, look, there's Suzanne right there. She don't know how to play the game over that hunchback. Yeah, here they go, pull. So I'm assuming this part of the game, they're giving the women the uh, advantage. They're giving them a, like a, a five to 10 yard advantage, and then they're going to blow the whistle, and it sounds like or it looks like the men are on the other side. All right, so here we go. Here's the advantage. And then the men are going to start pulling, and Suzanne going to pull with them. Look at this woman right here. What the, what the hell is Suzanne doing? And even uh, Becca, Rebecca is telling Suzanne, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, no, man. This is terrible. What's going on with these BMWs out here? All right, let's do the next one here. Uh, Sacramento's making the news. Um, I told you, brothers, about Sacramento, California, man. I, it's not Southern California. It is not near the coast. You're in 
Aggie culture. Well, apparently Ninjas of Sacramento went nuts on an Amazon truck innocently trying to deliver his goods. Let's take you to the story. Street takeover in the Sacramento area turned violent after officers with the California Highway Patrol say spectators broke into an Amazon truck. CHP this morning releasing a video of the incident as sideshows are not only becoming a nuisance, but also a serious safety concern in our area. ABC 10's Garish Palasanga has a look at the video. Okay. A sideshow in the Sacramento area turned hostile after an Amazon truck approached this unknown intersection. Spectators started climbing onto the semi and throwing objects at it. All right, look at all these roaches climbing me every day. I need some raid. The raid just spray away. Shout out to uh, Bobby Jimmy and the crickets. Look at all these roaches. Can't take it no more. These. These people here, I don't know their races, and I don't know, Kanye doesn't even know their races. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. And so they jumped, they jumped on this truck. Big rig is starting to get bobbed by the crowd. These images captured by the California Highway Patrol Air Division shows eventually spectators allegedly broke into the cargo container, but the driver was able to get away unharmed and with most of the cargo. CHP says hundreds of vehicles and spectators were at this incident. And with the help from Elk Grove and Sacramento Rolling. Police Departments, uh, multiple people were arrested. Sacramento Police tells ABC 10 this CHP video appears to be related to a sideshow crackdown last Sunday that involved over 400 vehicles, saw officers tow 13 of them, and issued 12 citations. And this comes as more sideshows around the area have caused safety concerns. And I hope people don't take life for granted. The Ramos family of Sacramento mourns the death of their son and brother, who was killed in a shooting in Stockton last weekend. All right, Stockton, Stockton and Sacramento. So uh, if anybody wanted to know about Sacramento and Stockton, I told you guys earlier, man. I mean, that is that place is not indicative of what California mindset is, right? When you think California... Stockton and Sacramento are not it, right? There's so some other shit. So anyway, Stockton always down bad. Shout out to everybody in the 916, not the 619. All right, um, next straggle we're going to talk about is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris always gives us the best sound bites. And this elementary school teacher, I think she was, wasn't she a teacher? I think she was previously a teacher or kindergarten teacher or something like that. I might be mistaken. Kamala Harris is going to tell us what AI is. All right. This is one of the worst diversity hires of all time. In fact, she has one of the worst um, um, ratings, uh, approval ratings of any politician going back 100 years. All right. She has one of the worst approval ratings. I mean, she's basically useless. But uh, Heels Up Harris is going to tell us what AI is. Let's get to it. All right. It's a little low on the volume. Here we go of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then if we think about what machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Well, I, that, that clears it up. 
I think I understand a little bit more. Uh, just thank you for Kamala or Kamala for clearing that up. The first allegedly black woman to be the vice president. Oh, I'm sorry, woman of color. I I missed that. All right. Not only did she swindle many, many American voters on that, the vice president out here. I mean, her and Dan Quell could have a great conversation. All right. They both are nervous speakers. They both don't plan to speak before they speak. And I'm pretty sure they're intelligent or they got some book smarts. But Dan Quell and her would have a go good dough hold down. Here we go. Um, I honestly believe her issue is she's bored. They don't have any work for her to do. They kind of hide her like all VPs are hidden. And uh, one of the reasons why VPs are selected is for a certain voting base. That's the only reason VPs are really selected. Now, the only legitimate VP we've had in the last 50 years was um, Dick Cheney, who was actually the president, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> he was actually the one running the show with him and his old boy network. And that extends back to Richard. I won't say too much, but anyway, New, 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 new world order. The other vice presidents are simply selected for voting. Uh, John Kennedy selected Lyndon Johnson uh, to, to capture the Southern vote uh, because he was the tech. He was from Texas. That was the only reason LBJ was selected. They had no, he, they had no means to use LBJ and LBJ was quite uninterested in remaining vice president. Thus, well, I won't say too much. New, 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 new world order. Something happened in Texas where LBJ was from, if you get my drift. Moving on. Most other vice presidents serve no other purpose. Uh, same thing with Al Gore, Bill Clinton. Al Gore was from the Northeast. Bill Clinton was from the South. Uh, Kamala Harris needed the ninja vote. Uh, and they knew black women would fall for it. And they came out in droves, knowing that he would select a black woman. And he never did. He selected an Indian woman. All right. And so these are why VPs are actually going to um, actually going to uh, be uh, selected. Thus, when they need to do work, there's nothing for them to do. My opinion is that Kamala is bored. She doesn't know. They don't know what to do with her. And um, and that when she does something, she's ill prepared. Meaning they just tell her, hey, here, talk about AI. They don't give her no talking points. They just say, just go out and talk. Nobody's going to pay attention. And then, unfortunately, the clips come out, right? And the clips that come out about her are never reflective of possibly who she really is. They, she comes out ignorant and ill-prepared. And so this is another example of that. And that's because she's probably bored with her job. Anyway. And I think the first. Or she might be AI. <laughs> oh, George Bush. We'll talk about that later. But anyway. And I think the first. Oh, Al Gore was from Tennessee. So. Uh, forgive me, forgive me. I, I said the Northeast. Uh, so they both were from the South, the Dixiecrats. Apologies. Thank you for the correction. Let's continue. Part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught and part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine, and, and we can predict then if we think about what machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I think the AI probably would have been a, done a better job of explaining explaining what she meant 
but she didn't. I just think she was ill prepared. So that's common of her. And shout out to everybody with the correction, Al Gore, Tennessee. But you had two Dixiecrats come in there, and Al Gore probably knew how to play the game as well. All right, so thank you for that correction. And um, let's go on to the next straggle. I think, is that the next one? Oh, we do have a Nana. What is going on with Nana here? Whose grandma is this? All right, let's take a look here. This grandma seems to be feeling herself. And let's go ahead and play the video. Take a look. Oh, man. Um, this does give us an idea why nursing homes have a high STI rate. Uh, this Nana definitely was feeling herself and uh, she's enjoying the sexual revolution and sexual freedom. This is what happens when they give women sexual freedom. Uh, they tend to take it a little bit too far. This Nana without her wig wants to twerk her booty. What are we doing, man? It's going too far. Women don't know it's going too far here. She dropping it. Her knees going to be out of shape. This woman's going to be sore for weeks. I don't know what's going on here, but why is she twerking her butt? What are we doing? <laughs> Who's going in on that, gentlemen? Who's taking that one? This woman was, uh, she used to cut up a rug back in the day, back in the 50s. I'm sure she used to cut up a rug. This does tell you, man, that women put on an act, man. I'll tell you. All right. I think that's it with Straggle Sniggle Theater. We got another great conversation coming up next. And uh, shout out to the Coach Gang. The Coach Gang is worldwide, powerful, and knowledgeable. And they will correct me when I'm wrong because sometimes I am wrong. I appreciate it. Let's get back to the uh, contributions. And the next one is how men suffer in silence in relationships, I believe. How men suffer in silence in relationships. Uh, so let me go ahead and log in over here and get these super chats. We got, we got JC says, oh, Java Cafecito says Dr. Stanislaw. I can't pronounce his last name, found a cure for cancer in the late 80s and the early 90s. He says the government has tried many things to not allow his practice. He says because all the cancer money would uh, go to him, not the government. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's ever going to be a cure to anything because as Chris Rock once said, the cure, there's no money in the cure. All right. So he he was one of the first people to kind of acknowledge that to the mainstream People probably have said that for a long time. There's no money in the cure. I didn't do the outro. I'll get to it. Thank you, brother. Uh, the money is in the treatment. And anytime you hear the word treatment, for me, these things, I automatically just question it right away. Treatment? <laughs> and I want to know, I always want to know, well, how many treatments? How long are the treatments? And if people eat, leave it open-ended, I then want to question it. I say, nah, that doesn't make sense. OK, I, I got another straggle on Sniggle Theater, so I'll get to that. Thank you, brothers. So when I hear treatment, then I automatically say, OK, how long? How long would you suggest? And uh, people have tried to use this against me. You know, people have tried to use uh, counseling and like in counseling, they'll tell you like uh, even with kids counseling. 
uh, one of the things they'll say is like if a parent is adamant about getting kids counseling, they'll be like, I just can't. usually in a divorce, this is what's going to be present. What will happen is one parent will be adamant. The other will be like, nah. All right. You will mostly find that the mother is trying to push them in. And then the father says, OK, relents. What they don't know is you just wrote a blank check. You just wrote a blank check to that therapist because now they have the control or the counselor because then they can say when this stops or when this ends. OK, when are they done? Are they finished? Is there an end date? No, no, there's not really. We just we just keep going until we go. And you're just like, you see what I mean? That 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 type of thing when people use treatment, I endlessly go, okay, how long? Like, what is the treatment? When is the end game? You often have to need an end point to be able to establish how much money this is going to cost me, because there's a financial component to it. If you just leave it open ended and let that person decide, then they have the control. <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's just too much for me. It's just too much for me to actually just um, uh, submit to that type of thing. I'm not going to submit to that because they get to. <laughs> it's another train gang. It is. Somebody says treatment e equals uh, palliative care until you die. Exactly. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have a I have a beef with that and I'm not fair to air. I'm not afraid to air that out. I don't care what certifications these people have. I don't care what degree these people have. I'll challenge you on it real quick. And they were like, well, I'm a certified, I, I, I'm a qualified, I'm a qualified person to the, nah, hell no, no. And weak people will submit to that shit. And then it'll just, you'll get your pockets ran. Um, Just so you know, in fairness, as a fitness trainer, as a fitness trainer, I actually was against people giving people prescriptions on, how many sessions it would take to hit that person's goal. So just be fair. I'm fair with that. Uh, just to show you I'm fair. In my fitness business, I told people that there was no prescribed amount of sessions that I can guarantee you, you will see your results. Anybody that did that was going to mislead you because they can't tell you how many sessions it's going to take because they don't know how hard you're going to work, what you're going to do when you're not out there. So I'd always say it's open-ended. You choose to get with this. I'll release you when I believe that you're done, but you can pay, you can be paying me for five years. <laughs> okay. It's all based upon you, not me. So you can stop. You can actually hit your goals and stop. You can hit your goals and continue. That's what I offered you. But I think it's a scam if somebody just says treatment or uh do this program and uh, you'll get better, but there's no timeline to get better. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right hell no you're not about to run my pockets uh where are we at here uh let's see here shout out to deadly edley says um and i'll be brief if your chats are under a certain amount i'm gonna be extremely brief i'm not gonna expound um he says want to know why women uh, prefer sweet sounding lies over the ugly truth he says hold up a close mirror hd to your face and he says i bet you'll be repulsed repulsed at the blemishes on the face all right let me go over to cash app we got uh made in lago says mission impossible is all about ai destroying the united states i didn't know that jones g as iron sharpens iron thanks for all that you do we have other paypals namely from 
Kalen. All right, one, two, three, four, five. Kalen says, Coach, even the five solutions that you gave to correct won't work. Planet Earth would have to be blown up to pieces and built back up from ground zero. Uh, well, we have AI for that, so we won't need to be blown up, brother. Uh, so for everybody that, you know, a lot of people say we're going to blow up America, but I mean, blow up the United States. Dude, AI is going to take care of all of that shit. All right. AI is going to have us in check real quick. And I'm not trying to let you guys get be scared. All right. Um, shout out to. Oh, Kaylin says marriage is an institution that predates religion. He says prior to religion intervening. A man could leave his wife if she couldn't carry or deliver children. After religion, men couldn't leave their wife even if they miscarried. Religion was the most nonviolent way to save the world, but we didn't even follow that. Relationships are done in the West. All right, Lord Messiah Disciple says, I wrote you some time ago that I was writing the religious awakening. He says, I sent a copy of part one over to Redonculus Productions along with the movie poster. Shout out to you, religious awakening. All right, shout out to you. That should be interesting. Uh, keep doing it. Did you finish the book? Did you finish it? I'm interested. I'm interested to know if you finished it. BBM Young Diesel with the sponsorship. A shout out to you. I'm rich, bitch. Somebody said AI will drive your car. Yes, they're trying to. All right, they're trying to. Um, it will. Shout out to BBM Young Diesel. Says shout out to the coach gang. Says my old football coach used to say, if I'm not yelling at you, you probably will not get in the game. Thanks for always showing up, Coach. Shout out to you. And I did check in on your live stream yesterday. Uh, keep it going. Keep it going. Um, but, yeah, we always used to tell players that, too. If I'm not yelling at you, that means if I'm not trying to correct you, we used to tell players, if I'm not trying to correct you, that means I've given up on you. If I'm trying to correct you, that means I see something in you. That means possibly I'm trying to get you in the game to contribute. If you make mistakes in the in, in practice and I don't correct it, that means that means I'm you ain't even getting in the game. <laughs> All right. So shout out to you. And so yeah, shout out to John W in the building. Thank you for that. You didn't say anything. OPM says Gore is from DC. He was a senator in Tennessee. So thank you for correcting that. And um, we do have to understand that a lot of people that run for these gov these officers, these offices, especially senators and representatives they are not necessarily from where they're from when they run for instance hillary clinton was the senator from new york all right but she was not from new york and this is because if you really want to know so i'm glad you brought that up so he was in fact from the northeast um a lot of these people are moved around strategically by the powers that be, but I won't say who. New, 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 new world order. To run for offices where they can win. Run for offices where they can win. So you don't need to be from where you are senator from. So you don't need to originate there. And um, a lot of these people, like um, especially like um, uh, these um, the people that they call the squad, a lot of those people have been move to areas where they can win. And what they'll do is they'll target where old white representatives are from. So they'll say there's an old white male representative there. They'll move a person in there and say, run for representative at that spot because you're a woman or a minority female, you're a win because that the white guy that's there 
He just wins because he has no contest. And he's been winning like over and over again for 20 and 30 years. So they plant people in a certain place and then they'll win because they're female minority or are black minority. And that's how they do it. That's how they do it. They're not from these areas. Like the, the girl from Minnesota, the, the um, Somalian type girl, wherever, whoever she is, she's not from Minnesota. Yeah, Alien Omar in Minnesota is that. All right, uh, Mitt Romney was a senator from Massachusetts, but he was from Utah. So because they're a senator from a certain place, so I'm glad we corrected that because I was right and wrong at the same time. Just because a person's a senator from an area doesn't mean they're from there. Shout out to the carpetbaggers and the um and the Yankees. They tend to do stuff like this. They tend to do like stuff. So American politics is definitely uh, corrupted in a sense because they can manipulate the game by just saying, I'm going to move here where I have a better chance to win. Yeah, Mar Ronald Reagan was from Illinois, but he was a senator. He was a senator and governor of um, California. And he was manipulated in that spot. And thank you for that. You, you did it all caps, so we had to delete it. But um, he was moved into that spot in California. And if you don't know, his wife, Nancy Reagan, her family was in the game. Okay. New, 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 new world order. Nancy Reagan's, I'm sorry, Nancy Reagan, who was his second wife, her family was highly influential politically. And he came in as an actor. He had momentum as an actor, and then because he had the popularity, he was able to get into the seat with the influence of Nancy, Nancy Reagan's family. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't even born in the United States, and he was the governor of California. So you don't need to be from that state to be a senator there. So anyway, I'm glad we're covering this. So I was right and wrong, then I'm somewhat right, and we're all right. But um, anyway, now today, today, if if uh, Nancy Reagan and Ronald Reagan were around today, Nancy Reagan would have run for office. Right. So in our world today, Nancy Reagan, see, Nancy Reagan wasn't able to run for office back in the late 60s, early 70s and become governor. Well, it was more like the, the 70s. Nancy Reagan wouldn't have been able to run for office. But in today's world. Nancy Reagan would win. She would run for office and win, and Ronald Reagan would be the side ninja, right? So, <laughs> so, but that's just a different time. Uh, uh, Jake Wish says, Coach, did you know that trans, um, I don't get into the trans argument, but he says, did you know that it was a mental illness on the DSM-5 until 70s? He says, do your research. Oh, I believe you. I know, I know. And not only that, it was reading Rainbow as well. So um, the DSM does, move politically and i think that was the purpose of the conversation the reason why i don't get into that argument too much is because to me I, I don't care about it number one number two it represents such a small uh demographic that is not as important as they're making it number three i think people are being distracted by it because there's a bigger issue which is the silent p not 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 the actual trans all right but there are affecting kids and all that so I don't want to get into it because it to me it's a throwaway discussion and it actually focuses on something that that uh, we're actually not paying attention to. Yeah, it's just bread and circus, and uh, people get polarized by it for no damn reason at all. Like you, you don't, you're not gonna see many, you're not gonna see many. 
You're not going to see many of them, but people get all into it. Like it might happen in sports every now and then. Like, are you walking outside and seeing that? No, but the silent P silent P. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Das Token says Dr. Umar got ADHD right and called it ain't a dad at home disorder. And he says, I agree. God dang. Shout out to Dr. Umar. Uh, we don't agree always, but he calls ADHD ain't a dad at home disorder. He says, I agree. It also is about the kids home life and discipline, the kids diet and positive outlets. We haven't evolved to be sedentary, sedentary. And I agree on that part, the sedentary, because I am a big believer in movement science. Now, I believe if you're not moving, you're probably going to have problems mentally. And this goes back to a lot of things I've defended on this thesis. If you are not moving, you're going to have a lot of problems physically and mentally. And we're not sedentary people, although much of our ways to operate today are, sed are sedentary. Like I got to do this sitting down for hours. Um, people are programmed and trained to sit down in seats. Education, program and train to sit at a desk. And that is counterintuitive to great mental development, especially for the youth. We're trained to be out and learning. We actually are encouraged. We're actually motivated to move. When we restricted physical education, music, and those things, you saw the quality of the education of the young boys specifically, but the educational system completely collapsed. We removed home economics, uh, music training, um, uh, physical education. When that got removed, you saw steady decline in the education system results. Okay. That is a big one because we need to be moving. You saw uh, obesity go crazy. You saw the lack of nutrition not be emphasized. You saw asthma. People say, I got asthma. Yeah, because you guys are not sedentary and fat. All right. You're carrying around too much weight. When you saw the reduction in recess and the introduction of sit down and learn this stuff, you saw the shit. Yeah, wood shop, auto shop, where kids can learn and manipulate and move their hands and hand-eye coordination. Okay, these things were all eliminated for academic progress so we can get, send everybody to college thinking they're going to Harvard and they're going to a state university only to be compiled financially by debt. Inevitably, I think movement is a big one. And because we don't move, you're seeing people develop mental disorders. You can say there one of the cures of mental disorders is exercise. And this is beyond dispute. You will see that people that cling on to mental disorders are either lazy or obese as well. All right. They'll tend to be out of shape and uh, have a lethargic, non-ambitious attitude in life. <laughs> it's, it goes hand in hand. And they eat bad and they don't sleep. They sleep improperly. They're addicted to technology and they they eat like shit. They don't eat breakfast. Shout out to the intermittent fasters, but they don't eat breakfast. They don't eat timely meals. They gorge at dinner. I mean, it's it's all what it is. Yep. They don't they sit inside all day. They work at a desk eight, 15 hours a day. You will see you will see that that is one of the reasons why they have a disorder. And then when you take away the father. And discipline, that's another reason. These things go hand in hand. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, anyway. 
So if your ass sitting around on your ass all day, yeah, I would be depressed too. <laughs> all right, anyway. Shout out to Flash, last one. He says, I think that out-of-shape teachers on Straggling Sniggle Theater lost her balance due to the strong momentum, but kept holding on to the rope. Shout out to you. Thank you, that free agent lifestyle for life. Uh, that could be true, too. And as you can see, she's built like an egg with legs, so I can see why she lost her balance. Let me do this one more straggle and sniggle here. Um, shout out to this brother right here. Check this guy out. This guy didn't know what he was dealing with. Um, so he, um, Mr. Gonzalez here, Mr. Gonzalez, is, uh, it says right here, uh, 2015, he has something to say. This is him and his girlfriend, wife. I don't know. Gordita. Oh, boy, she a whole gordita. No neck and all. Shout out to her. Let's hear what he has to say. Are you guys have kids? Fuck no. Sorry, all right, so the question is, are you guys going to have kids? In 2015, they say no. Well, here we go. Uh, there it is right there. There's the results. They thought they weren't going to have kids. However, one, two, three, four, five kids. Oh, my goodness. And boy, is he a gordita now. Here you go. Gordita. All right, uh, there they are right there. And he gained more weight than she did. Let's just be honest. He gained more weight than she did. Okay, so we got to be honest about that. He looked, he hit the wall before she did. So there they were before in 2015, which is not even a full decade. What people have to understand, and my Mexican brothers can attest, that the fertility of the Latina on the West Coast is out outrageous ninja you could just breathe on her and she's going to be pregnant see poppy okay see poppy so for him to believe that he was going to be in her guts without any birth control you out of control you out of you out of your mind to think she wasn't going to get pregnant okay they be having pregnancies like crazy mostly attributing to not just their fertility they are tend to be highly fertile but the black american woman is highly fertile as well but they're all hopped up on propaganda, um, lack of religion, um, uh, fornication, uh, you know, sexual, sexual deviancy, uh, early terminations of pregnancy. They tend to believe they're Democrats. They tend to believe that uh, Planned Parenthood is a, a place for them to uh, uh, go visit every six weeks. Uh, black women are just as fertile as Latina women on the West Coast, but they have been indoctrinated not to have any kids and if you think i'm lying ask your granny or your great grand great granny how many kids she had she had seven to 15 kids today's american black women only can push out one to two all right and it's not because of economics it's because of all of your other shit with this being said going back to these women right here if you mess with the latina on the west coast and you're not uh they tend to be catholic all right so let's go back to it they tend to be Catholic. So Catholicism is somewhat anti-birth control. Um, if they come from a family that is Catholic and Mamacita, oh, Mamacita, you know, she got her rosary and she playing the, to, to, to the uh, St. Mary. Um, they tend to not have any birth control. They won't put their daughters on birth control. All right. They, they won't do it because it's anti their religion. Their mama, the Mamacita is not going to do it. Their, their abuela is not going to do it. And then you add on to that. They not hopped up on pol politics. They not hopped up. So they believe in family. They have a family culture. 
whether for better or for worse. Okay. And um, he says, no, nah, not in America. Uh, that's a Latino man speaking. Uh, go to Santa Ana. Did they all got that cross and be praying to the rosary and fornication, man? D explain Santa Ana. Explain Santa Ana. All right. Explain San Antonio. Explain El Paso. It's mostly Mexican, but in here in America, they do that here too, man. Listen, I lived I lived around Mexicans all I'm out. Shout out to the Mexicans here defending themselves. Explain Santa Ana, right? Explain the entire West Coast. A lot of them still do that. Not all, but in Mexico for sure. But here, they still got remnants of that. He said, explain Phoenix. Explain San Bernardino in East Los Angeles. All right, come on, man. It's still happening here. It's not as much as it is in Mexico here, but they still have that influence. Uh, but anyway, if he thought he was going to go and hurt Roski and not deliver babies, I, she was on no birth control. She was on zero birth control. And you can tell because they said they're not going to have kids, but he went in there and busted up in there raw. Here we go right here. Fuck no. Nope, we're not having kids. And these young kids right here, they look like they're probably 19, 20, 21. Uh, and right here, they're saying, no kids for me. And <laughs> it only took less than a decade. Look at all them kids. All right, anyway. All right, there it is right there. Yeah, he, he mad too. Yeah, and by the way, he hit the wall well before she did. She still has a little bit of a chance. Man, pull out. You messing with these people, man. You got to pull out. Please pull out. And even pulling out ain't enough. The pull out method is not enough. All right. In comparison to the American culture and women. All right. Our American culture teaches these women to be on birth control very early, like 12. Uh, sometimes it's related to their irregulated cycle, cramps, um, acne. American women are put on birth control for just about everything. And they'll say that. And it's not even about the um, pregnancy. But what it does then is they'll put these girls on birth control for to cure some of these other things. And then inevitably those girls will start fornicating. So anyway. Mm. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Uh, that was the last of Straggle and Sniggle. I'll run the outro. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? And shout out to the guy. He did stick around. And that is also a cultural thing as well. That culture tends to have men stick around way more. And this is another reason why in the black culture, women don't have that many babies, at least by one man. Back in the day, a woman will have uh, seven or eight babies back in the American South, seven or eight babies and six, at least six of them will be by one man. Now, if you see a woman today that is not Latina, that has six kids, highly unlikely the same man put them six kids in her, <laughs> right? Highly unlikely, there's at least three to four men that put them babies in her, unless she's from Utah. Unless she's from Utah. Remember, there's always an exception to the rule. You will, you can't find many American women that have six kids by the same man, okay? Other than the fact that this brother right here is a guy who at least has four kids, maybe five, and he stuck around. <laughs> right, anyway, look, there's always an exception to the rule there. Uh, but Mormons be going crazy with the babies. They definitely fruitful and multiply. But again, culturally, they marry to have access to sex. They're not supposed to have sex before marriage. Culturally, and I know you were like, not the Mormons from New York. Okay. 
Okay. But Mormons in general, in general, explain Utah. A lot of them get married early because they can't have premarital sex. And so they are jumping and chopping at the bit. As soon as they come back from their, uh, when they do their uh, mission, as soon as they do their mission, they come back and they pump babies. They be pumping out them babies. Pump them, pump them, pump them babies out. Okay. All to get sex and birth control. Again, in general, Mormons don't be hopped up on birth control. So there's something to be said about that in general. Not the Mormons in Utah. I mean, not the Mormons in New York. They be baby factories and be flatbacks too, which uh, does explain because white women tend to have problems with fertility. But the why do white women in, in Mormon town don't have problems with fertility? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> white women tend to have uh, fertility issues uh, when they wait longer. That's why they always doing the egg freezing um, when they have that. So why is it in fact that white women in, in Mormon town don't have any of these issues? They tend to be what people consider healthy, healthy eating, mostly healthy lifestyle. Their culture, religion is very restrictive and some people want to break away. But I think people need discipline. Um, thus, when we open up the gray areas and let people function as they wish and remove uh, control, you see people act up. Anyway, uh, what are we doing here? Let's get to the story right here. How women, how men suffer in silence in marriage. How men suffer <laughs> in silence in marriage. Here we go right here. This is the Croy, what's his name? Croy Berman, Beerman. And Kim Zosiak marriage. Now, this thing has been the off and on marriage divorce story in saga, but the internet has gotten hold of some police footage prior to them coming back together to stay for the kids. We reported that they were going to divorce. Kim ran back to him because she wasn't going to get a, a big payoff, and Croy took her back. However, mm. however, there's some release footage of Croy telling police in secret that Kim illegally gambled away $1.5 million throughout their marriage. Now, I want you to notice how Croy, who was supposedly the breadwinner, supposedly the man with the money, has to talk to this officer because he knows the wife could hear him. How men suffer in silence in marriage. Let's go ahead and play the film. Oh, God dang it. All right, so of course... Of course, they got me on a volume. They didn't want me to play the volume here. So let me do this. I got a copy. Attach it to another browser. And then I'm going to get you volume. Um, uh, And this is a certainly suburban men. But of course, this is not just ex uh, exclusive to suburban men. I've been telling you a lot of suburban men suffer in silence in their marriage. All right. They got to laugh and play it off. They got to cuck. They got to let their woman run rush out all over them so here we go right here this is uh croy talking to the officer listen going on for pretty much our entire marriage okay, but okay. it's not significantly worse but i mean as far as right so so uh basically the last two and a half years she's um uh, gambled away about seven hundred thousand dollars okay. uh, just it, it's so bad that he can barely talk loud in his own house he's got to whisper to the police essentially if you can't hear him He's saying she's gabbled away all the money the entire marriage. Let's continue. In the last two and a half years, uh, totaling the marriage probably about one point five million dollars. Okay. Um, and she does it online illegally, and so that's that's a major process I'm dealing with with the, the process of the divorce. I, I just uh, retained a lawyer today. I have to go pay them 
tomorrow. Okay, that's, that's all right. And so he's retained a lawyer. She says she's been doing this the entire marriage. I have to whisper. I'm a cuck. I'm weak. And you're the provider. You're the provider. And you can't tell her to go kick rocks. You can't tell her to uh uh give her the Reverend X or nothing. You gotta whisper. Men suffer in silence in their marriage like that because if they speak out, society tears them down. That was more of my question, yeah, right there, because I wanted to to hone down like how much longer you guys are being forced to be like here. The problem is there. These are the assets. There are no assets to go to an apartment. Right, right, right. She right. has decimated everything. All right. Um, he's trying to say, man, there's nowhere for her to go. She has no assets. The only assets that they have is what you see in this garage, or it looks like a closet, converted garage or a closet. All she got is clothes, and she cannot take that. She has decimated the finances. He tried to run, and she came back like a leech because she had nowhere else to go. And she tried to finesse his pockets, but there were no pockets to finesse, so she came back. Are you guys um, separate at night in different rooms and that sort of thing right now? She, she has tried, tried to. So, so the narcissist <laughs> comes through, and, and so she does things to try. All right, let me go to the next clip. They get me to react, so she thought right. it'd be cute to go hide in the house. I don't give a fuck. Went to bed. Went to bed, had no issues. Right. That lasted for two nights. Then, then the night that you guys showed up here, she was on the all right and so it sounds like she called the police on him and he said she's trying to instigate things with me hiding in the house throwing tantrums calling the police trying to instigate a violent situation for her to get off and this guy has to suffer in silence listen yeah flatback tactics definitely I've been, i'm telling you suburban men suffer hardcore marriages they just can't say anything about it here we go Where you go, don't care who you're talking to, don't care where you sleep. So she, she, we sleep next to each other. Our bed is, our bed is like a fifteen thousand dollar bed. The okay. mattress that we lay on, right. it's, it's, it's for my body. For yeah, absolutely. Things and yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna sleep on a couch. And absolutely not. All right. And so he's talking about they sleep together in the same bed, probably a big California king or something like that. And um, and uh, he's saying it's an expensive bed. That's the only reason they sleep together. Now, here's here's the here's the sad part about it. A lot of men are de dealing with this passive-aggressive attacks, death by a thousand cuts. And then the woman, the men deal with it, and they don't call the police. They might go to counseling for marriage. And that seems to be counterproductive many times because nobody will ever blame it all on the woman. They will eventually be like, well, both of you guys, right? Even when the woman's showing signs of being the abuser, he's F definitely being abused in many ways, financially abused. He's being emotionally abused, manipulated. He's being mentally abused, and he's having to put up with it. He has no way. He can't go to family court. He can't divorce her because he's going to lose. He's going to lose. So he has to put up with the shit. And even when he tries to stand on this square, he's in his own house whispering <laughs> to the police. Into the world for many, many years. Just because the data tells us that women experience abuse. Oh, they trying to get me right here. New, 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 new world order. Just because the data says that women experience abuse, it does not tell us the entire story. The entire story is men suffer from abuse, but have no recourse to deal with the abuse. 
So we don't have a means to go to or a place to go to to actually get support when we're abused. There are very few, if any, shelters, places that we can go to to alleviate these death by a thousand cuts. Nowhere to go. All right. There's no lawyers that are going to take our case if we don't have money for retainer because we're often the breadwinner. And there's no family law course recourse that we can get or expect to get when these things happen. Of course, though, when we do it, we're the abuser physically, mentally, socially, and physically and financially. We lose our kids. We lose our house. We lose everything that we have. Okay. Because of this, there's no support group. Somebody says, uh, okay. They says the local bar is a support group. They don't talk about it. Just take the medication with no ice. Yeah. So it is essentially what's happening is we don't have the ability to put in our part of how we're abused. And if we experience abuse, they just say, deal with it. Happy wife, happy life, whole masculine frame, uh, give her good sex. All right. Stroke her the right way. Love her, hold her, give her experience. Tell. <clears throat> so the data doesn't tell us anything about the true experience of how men are abused. So men have to suffer. Yeah. Man up. Do what you're supposed to do. Buy her a gift. Send her flowers. Unexpectedly. Buy her chocolates. Send her on a vacation. Treat her better. <laughs> right. You don't have game. You don't know how to. You don't know how to manage and keep your girl in check. So there's no there's no place for men to go. Even when the police come in, police inherently know what's going on. This is why if you're a police officer, let me know. These police officers hate dealing with these domestic disputes. They cannot stand it. The reason why they cannot stand it is because they know it's bullshit when they show up to the scene. Most of the time, they're risking their lives showing up. Yeah, choose better. You pick the right girl. You pick the wrong girl. Pick better women. See, with men, it's always our fault. And we can never deal with this. So we have to suffer inside. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the police come up and they're coming up. It's a dangerous situation. So while he's talking to the wife, if his partner, while he's talking to the husband, Croy, if he doesn't have a partner, then she could come in and shoot up the whole spot. Her boyfriend that she's cheating with could come in and shoot up the whole spot. And these things happen with the domestic disputes. Also, the man can shoot up the whole spot as well. So police officers hate domestic disputes because they're never genuine. There is not one genuine domestic dispute call that an officer happens. And I'm just exaggerating. But there's very rarely one. It's often some manipulation. I'll call the police if you don't do X, Y, and Z. Okay. And then when they show up, she says, she went, 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 before they show up, she talking shit. Soon as they get out of the car, they crying. <laughs> he won't let me. It's so ridiculous. But of course, men can't talk about it. But we know what it is. We know what it is. It's all bullshit. The majority of it is bullshit. There are some cases where it is what it is. All right. But so I could tell you what it is. It's all just about manipulation. And much of it is that she's an adult, but she's a child with breast on her uh, chest. And then she's uh, stomping her feet. She's throwing a tantrum. Oftentimes, you will find that she's hiding something and, or she got caught. She got caught. Like she, you caught her doing something. You tried to um, um, uh, confront her about it. And she threw a hissy fit. 
That's often, but see, everybody knows this. Law enforcement knows this. <laughs> and actually, there's statistics that tell you much of the physical domestic violence is a result of instigation by the victim. So if she was hit, most of the time she was the victim, most of the time, 70%, it's exactly 70%. This is according to your government. This is according to Pew Research. This is according to the CDC. They say 70% of the time she instigated it. Listen, and this is according to data that they got from law enforcement and so forth. They did the work. Of course, the mainstream is not going to tell you this. She's just going to say, he hit me. And then that's the end of it. He loses his house and kids and car and all that shit. But men suffer in silence in relationships and nobody cares. <laughs> all right. All right. And if you want that data, I've done too many shows on this. I've been, I'm a veteran here. I know everybody doesn't watch all my shows. You don't watch all my shows, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to keep showing you data over and over again when I keep proving my point. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. Let's get to this next conversation. And this is, and we're almost getting close to the main event here. This is uh, two women that are going to have the same conclusion. They're essentially saying if a man, is a man financially obligated to pay a woman's bills if he's sleeping with her? <laughs> oh, man, dude. Uh, some of these communities are ass backwards. All right. So let's get to this conversation here. We have two women that are going to say as such, if she's giving him access to sex he should be obligated to pay her support okay these conversations are absolutely uh insane but uh let's see if i can get where's the slide oh it's just one slide so let me refresh it uh here it is right here this woman here is talking uh i want you to know i don't know who she is but she has her titties out for sure and uh let's play it i'm on my way to that appointment i'm about to be like babe my car broke down just to see what you're gonna do okay are you gonna are you gonna come and get me are you gonna because because if not why am i giving it to you what uh because you because you want to me like I got toys all right now check 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 me out because personally i'm not laying down with no woman that, that that i wouldn't see about however i know what type of i'm bringing to the bedroom so so with, with that being said it ain't just you giving to me beloved I, I done broke that down every it's time so you came over here no this is not toxic if 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 is what you giving to me and i'm giving good back then that just equaled out that part of the transaction so if if, if you down bad because my thing my thing is this the the y'all got a whole song that the dj can drop the beat on and y'all say in unison that broke boys don't deserve no I know Beloved, that's right. If, if you over there struggling to fail behind on your bills, I'm taking my dick and I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I'm Rewind. going home. All right. Um, and listen, I wasn't the one making the monkey screeching sounds. That was them. <laughs> listen, I wasn't the one screeching. I wasn't one sounding like a monkey. That's him. I did my job. Oh my that's what we got. All right, but um, let me stop. Here's the thing. He's I think he's right. He's right because what they're doing is what they're doing is trying to say they want to do something for our enjoyment where she's making it recreational. But she's also saying it's transactional at the same time, which is this is called double dipping. 
if you're having sex, why are you having the sex? Because you're getting something from the man. If in fact that is the case, then you're transacting the sex. That's called prostitution. This is what I warm in about money, energy, attention, and time. Now, thus, then if you are at the sex appointment and you're enjoying it, the guy is doing it repetitively to you and you're in the spirit of enjoyment and it is an equal transaction. Why does he have to provide the support? You weren't selling it here. You were coming here to have fun. And if you're coming here repeatedly, you're coming here for the equal enjoyment. And I agree to that. Unfortunately, most women don't think like this because they're leveraging sex. This also gets into the pregnancy conversation. Both of you guys were having sex for fun. You guys weren't thinking about the consequences equally. But then when the pregnancy comes, it's all his fault. Like you're surprised you got pregnant. Well, that's what happens when you do things like that. Everybody knows if you bust nuts inside of guts, you're probably going to increase the likelihood of pregnancy. It doesn't. It's, but then when the woman says, well, you got to take care of your responsibility. No, you got to take care of your responsibility, too. OK, because you were here for enjoyment. We made a mistake. Let's correct the mistake. OK, it wasn't just that you were lying there and then he just pumped on you and you didn't know what was going to happen. Similarly, if you came over to get financial support, you sold me Punani, but you didn't tell me that's deception. And when you came over here, did you just lie on your back? Did you want to do it or did I force you to do it? Are you just there waiting for me to finish up? No, you came for the spirit of enjoyment. Thus, you cannot sell at that point. But if they're all thinking like prostitutes, this is not a um, this is not a surprise to me. They all have an inherent ability to try to sell you something, meaning that they're leveraging it. They're flooding you with it in order to get something. So although she's enjoying it, she still believes she deserves something extra from it because she's selling it to you. She's saying, I like you. I love you. I want a long-term relationship. Thus, I'll give you access. I'll act like I'm enjoying it. And then all of a sudden, you owe me. We got to clear that part of the conversation up and be honest in, about it. Some of the other women said, hey, I have my toys. I'm not here to get good sex from you. Well, what are you doing? Selling it to me? That's what they said. Hey, it ain't about your salami. I got toys to pleasure myself. Okay, so why are you here? Are you here for the pleasure or are you here to sell sex to me? Let's be honest. That's what you're doing. You're using that to get what you want in the back end. And there, she's frustrated it's not working. I think women have to be honest about why they are having sex out here. And that will clear it up. Are you trying to get me to love you? Are you trying to get into a relationship? Are you trying to get paid? Or are you here for enjoyment in a good time? It cannot be both. It cannot be both. You can't say you're selling it to me and then say, I, 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 want, I want your sex to enjoy it. It can't, it can't be both. <laughs> In my mind, let's go to another woman, another uh, bird head, chicken head. Uh, because if you come back, uh, that means if you ask me for it and say, hey, can I stop by? You can't sell it to me. Similarly, if I ask you out for a dinner date, I cannot ask you to pay for it. That would not be respectful. But if you ring my line and say, hey, I want to come over and get pleasure from you and then say, hey, you owe me gas and stuff like that. No, you you the one came over here. I didn't bother you. One more point to make. One more point to make is that 
she said something that I told you and warned you about. In fact, I'll play it just so you can hear it. I told you about the damsel in distress tactic. She used it. She employed it, meaning that she wanted something. She used the meeting to get it and thus tested you with a damsel in distress. Let me go ahead and play it for you right here. Watch out for this tactic. I'm on my way to that appointment. I'm about to be like, babe, my car broke down just to see what you're going to do. There it is right there. You see that? Now, she was on her way to an appointment for salami, which she was going for enjoyment. But, of course, they got to play reindeer games. Now they got to play reindeer games. Now they got to say, well, let me see what I can get out of this ninja. I thought we were coming for sex. I thought you were coming to just have a salami appointment. But, no, I'm going to say my car broke down to see what you're going to do. Another shit test. So I've been telling you, man, this is kind of how their brain works because, you know what I mean, they're out here to survive. You cannot, they're, they're always manipulating, causing the manipulation, and then frustrated by the results. You said you had an appointment. We were clear. You're coming over to have sex. Come on over. But then they start manipulating, and then they don't get the result, and then the problems created after the fact. If you were honest and straightforward and you were coming over to get laid, come get laid and leave. Come get laid and stay around for a second round. Our, our stuff was laid on the table. We did not deceive you. We did not trick you. You knew what it was. Now you want to change the rules after the fact. Now you want to see what you can get after the fact. Now you want to shit test after the fact. You see, the agreement was made up front. Then they manipulated afterwards. It was their fault. And then when they didn't get what they want, oh, my car broke down. Oh, you didn't come get me? Well, I'm not going to give you any more sex. Man, what are we doing? They're doing it to themselves. <laughs> okay, so there's the damsel in I call this the damsel in distress shit test. Oh, my car broke down. Oh, my, I got a flat tire. Oh, I need some gas. I'm about to run out of gas. Can you Venmo me some money? This is all manipulative tactics just to see if she's going to really give it to you. And ladies, the best way to avoid this is to close your legs. Stop using sex as a loss leader. Stop using sex as a negotiating tactic. Stop leveraging sex. Just close your legs, and then you won't have any of these problems. The Bible has told you so. But instead, you want to play games, and then you end up getting screwed on the back end, mm -hmm. metaphorically and physically, okay? Because you guys have opened up the Pandora's box, and you can't put the kitty back in it. I'm sorry. This is your problem. It is not mine. Let's get back to this show. Somebody says, why? why? Why close their legs? Well, society will correct their problems if they close their legs. All right. A lot of society's problems will happen uh, really fast, will be corrected really fast if they close their legs. All right. And it's actually better to, it's, listen, listen, it's actually better for society if women actually treated sex responsibly. Because they grant us access. They dictate the rules of engagement, right? The laws of nature. If there's, uh, they have Breifold's law, right? It actually will make men, it actually would make men pursue them honestly. And it actually will make us more innovative. It actually would make us compete for women in a better way. Unfortunately, it would make us work harder to get it. And we would work hard. We would actually do more to try to get it. Now that it's easy, we don't have to do much to get it now. Now that they're selling it, all we have to do is come up with a couple hundred bucks. So now it's dumbing down society. Now that it is made more available over the internet for us to see naked women, we don't appreciate naked women.
not like that. Okay. Like we see a naked woman, we're like, okay, wow, yeah. I mean, but you guys have to realize we've seen more naked women in the last 30 days than your grandfather, your great-grandfather, and your father seen their entire life. Okay. We've seen more naked women in the last 30 days than our grandfather, our father, and our great-grandfather saw in their entire life. <laughs> do you realize what these men had to do to see a naked woman? They had to go to great lengths. They had to build buildings. They had to paint houses. They had to climb into a tree with binoculars. They had to go down with quarters to go see the striptease. They had to join the military. They had to join the military and get in a boat at 16, 17, and 18 and float their ass all over to another country. Right? That and the strip clubs weren't even that available, but they had to go down to the <laughs> now we go. Yeah, they had to go to war to go get some damn look at a naked woman. They had to get married. Yes, the rogue African. They had to get married to see a woman naked. They had to get legally married to see a woman naked. They had to be like, oh shit, I want to see her naked. All right, walk down the aisle. Dun, 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 dun. Think about it. So, so for, for, for that, men had to go to greater lengths to be better. Men had to compete. Men had to distinguish themselves. <laughs> so, and then what does that do to society? Men get better. Society gets better. We compete. We become more innovative. We actually, you know, thinking about, we thinking about what do I need to do to get it? Today, I could just sit right here, <laughs> sit right here and go. And then she be at my door. When you want me to be there, <laughs> she be at my door. All right, grab ankles. All right, leave. Go back on the internet. Go back on Instagram. See booty. See areola. See uh uh peace leave. See see silhouettes of peace leave. I could go to the mall. I could walk outside and see the titties jiggling. It plus. And then eventually, what it does is it prevents me from being better. Instead of actually doing my craft, I'm thinking about just getting laid again and again and again and again. And if I can't, I think about looking at it looking at it, consuming it again and again. Do you realize what a guy has to do to even look at prawn? What did your great-grandfather do to look at prawn, pornography? What did your great-grandfather have to do to see a naked woman even that they, they weren't even there? He had to have a magazine. He had to hide it under his bed. He had to get the magazine. First, he had, he had to go to the store to get the magazine. You guys don't understand how difficult that thing was. I know you guys think how easy, but it was very hard for us as men. I used to live in this time to go into a store, get the dirty magazine and put it in front of the clerk. <laughs> right. We used to have to get it, put it in the clerk, look at them. They looking at you. You looking at them. Yo, magazine got bucks and blonde. Fat, ugly women, midgets, you had to look at them. They had to check you out like, oh, look at you. Okay. Oh, I know what you're going to be doing tonight. <laughs> you had to look and you had to put your, you had to put your deviancy out in front of the public. 
You have to park in the sex video store, walk in. You had to go to the adult video store and go behind that black curtain. You had to go behind that black curtain. And while everybody's renting E.T. and Back to the Future, you had to go in with your nasty stack of videos. In public, you couldn't just sit back on your phone. You could just sit back on your phone <laughs> and just call up whatever you wanted. All your deviancy right here, protect it. You had to go in the video store, go in the black curtain room, stand there, walk out. You see family members and kids looking at you. Look at that deviant. <laughs> they looking at your ass like, yeah, that brother's starving. And the and people forget the indictment socially was you're a loser. You can't get sex. You don't have a girlfriend. You're lonely. You're a serial killer. Yeah, people didn't accept deviancy like that and just accept it. People would judge you for doing that. Look at it. Look at this guy right there. I bet you a serial killer. Look at him. He a pro he a loser. He can't get set. You would get, you would get judged by this. So people had to really go out of their way to see things like this that we can see that easily here. So you had to think about it when you did it, before you did it. You had to really think about it. What if the people from my church see me? What if somebody from my school sees me? What if somebody at my from my job sees me? Yeah, because you're in the public. So your coworker can walk in and y'all, you went coming from the nudie joint. It's <laughs> it's a it's a big thing. And you were look, looking at um um uh you know Debbie does Dallas. So you, yeah, your parents can walk up on you. It's it's uh you know, you, you coach a little league team and your kids from your little league see you coming out the black curtain room. Hey, what are you doing here? Mm. Yeah, what about the girl that you like? The crush that you have sees you coming out the black curtain room, sees you buying a Playboy magazine or a penthouse. It, it was a very, very big deal. And people don't remember that. They don't remember that. That's how it used to work. So thus, when women don't make it that readily available, men tend to become better people and more uh, more thinking about how they can become better to get it. The PUA game did the opposite. The opposite was don't become a better man, put peace leave on a, a pedestal. So don't worry about that. Do everything you do for the woman. You know, wear your clothes to get the woman. Get your crispy shoes to get the woman. Not to be a better man. Not to be a better man. Not to make society better. It was just for the woman, okay? Just, just put on this cologne and you'll get the woman. Put on Axe body spray and you'll get the woman. Put on, see, that actually made men less than better. It made society less than better. It actually corrupted uh, the game a lot more because everything you did was driven to get the woman, not to make everything better. But it is what it is. Mm. Yeah, work on your mouthpiece. Why? To, 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 to be better in business? Nah, to get the woman. But anyway. That's a whole other conversation. And in fact, one of our guys um, that is a long-term content creator in this space has a video from 2014 where he explains this. I might share this tonight. And he goes by Barbarossa. So many of the conversations we're having today, these things were had a long time ago. We'll share it tonight. Somebody remind me. Barbarossa went into on this in 2014 of how this changed the game. So women opening their legs and men trying to manipulate the game to get women alone has corrupted our society. All right. Anyway, 
it hasn't made us better. It hasn't made, has it made, ask yourself this. Has it made women better? Has them being more sexually independent and sexually, uh, sexually, uh, uh, not independent, sexually free, has it made relationships and marriages better? It, it inherently has made everything worse. So as much as I like to say, I like the availability of it, I'm going to take advantage of it. If you wanted to correct society and marriages, the first thing that needs to happen is women close their legs. If they don't want to do that, forget it. <laughs> it's made it, it's, it's freed men. It's made it, it's made it better for men because we can get it for a little investment. But is this better for the society and the world and women? Probably not. Um, anyway, this woman's going to say chivalry is dead as a result of she want, let, let her explain it. Chivalry is dead. When I'm fucking, there are certain things that I just don't think I should do if you're you're around. Taking my garbage out is one, you know? I feel like when I'm with a man, if I'm fucking a guy and, and we're like dating or whatever, the only thing I want to worry about lifting is your dick in my mouth. I'm not going to be worried about the garbage. If I'm fucking you, I want to call. Hey, Jonathan, my car is getting loaded. You think, you know, I'm on a quarter second gas. You could meet me at the gas station to pump my gas. Why? Because if I'm fucking you, you know this fucking world is dangerous. You want your fucking pussy out there fucking trying to get some gas and get kidnapped? No, you want your Hell pussy safe. No. Don't you want your pussy safe? I'm pulling up. Put, put <laughs> Thank <shells> BP. <laughs> you want your pussy safe, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like women sometimes be scared. Women will sleep with guys and be afraid to ask for help because the dynamic that has been created around it. I mean, like, I'm just because I'm fucking you, you should ask, hell yeah, you fucking me, I should be able to ask you fucking help. Why the fuck would I be wanting to be happy about fucking you or feminine about fucking you when I, my fucking license is going to get cut off tomorrow? We can't thrive in that kind of environment. And I say, well, men be like, oh, Women are so masculine. They can't be feminine because they asses is in survival mode. <laughs> How can you be feminine in survival mode? You're fucking masculine. You got to figure all this shit out by yourself. And then when it comes time to fucking open up your coochie, you want a motherfucker to be like a little doll. How? When she'd been strong all damn day. Chivalry is dead. Now, people are saying it. That is called prostitution. And I've been making this point for so Long. Sorry for all the potty mouth stuff for the people at work. I've been saying this for so long. You guys are, will not be able to tell what prostitution is and what legitimate relationships are. This is clearly prostitution. And not many people will call this out. And this is clearly how millennial Gen Z women think. They do this the opposite way. And then they want payoff. If they don't get payoff, then they complain you took advantage of them. Or they come out with a false allegation. Well, I thought you were going to give me what? No, that's not what was the discussion. So she's under the assumption that a man believes that when he is intimate with a woman, he then is going to want to pay on the back end for it. And inevitably, they're going to be proven wrong. Most men aren't going to think like this. And if you think this is the case, you're out of your mind. As a result, did you see how the man was looking at him? He was only agreeing with her because he wanted to fornicate with her. And I'll show you that part right there. He definitely was starving. Okay. She's saying this is chivalry and this don't have nothing to do with anything related to chivalry. Now, one of these examples had an example of chivalry. Now, if she was in a relationship, 
then it's a different conversation, right? If we are under the same agreement or assumption that what we're doing and you say, hey, I'm at the gas station. All right. This is a different conversation. But you are just talking about a sexual relationship and then asking for him to protect you. This is not what your guys are doing. You're in a purely sexual relationship and there should be no strings attached unless you agree. But there was no there was no unwritten rules of chivalry that say you deserve protection and or support and or the need to call on me for dollars because there was an exchange of sex. What is going on here? What is going on here with this mindset? This is absolutely a disgrace that people do this and they find the problem. And it's pretty much her fault. I know we want to blame the guy. The guy also needs to be aware that there is there. This is why all men pay, right? This is how you get in the all men pay category, because eventually she'll start doing this and calling upon you and be like, what, what's going on here? What, what are we doing? And then problems arise from this. And thus you can get and pick a bad one and then you can pay. So the reason why it's a man's fault is because you guys got to inherently know that they're leveraging sex. Even if they enjoy it, they're still leveraging it. Even she, if she had fun and she wanted to do it, she still want to find a way to panhandle. Okay. <laughs> this is a transactional relationship that I warned you about. Here we go. Yeah. When I'm fucking, there are certain things that I just don't think I should do. If you're, you're there you go. It, when I'm doing this, there are some things I just think I don't have to do anymore. Nope. You're wrong. You're wrong. That the problem is you didn't think. You're around. Taking my garbage out is one. So just be, you got sex. You gave up sex. And now you think you don't need to take your garbage out. <laughs> Yo, these straggle daggles are out of control. And she here, this is, look at her thinking right here. This is her thinking. All you can think about in her brain is this. All right, continuing. You know, I feel like when I'm with a man, if I'm fucking a guy and, and we're like dating or whatever. Only oh, you said you were not dating. You were effing. thing I want to worry about lifting is your dick in my mouth. Oh, my God. She's a piece of trash, too. Uh, first of all, you have no class. All right. Absolutely no class. But now because you're getting sex, you're not going to lift a finger. I thought, wh what are you going to do for him? Nothing. I'm not going to be worried about the garbage. If I'm fucking you, I want to call. Hey, Jonathan. My car is getting low. Do you think, you know, I'm on a quarters? I guess you could meet me at the gas station to pump my gas. Why? <laughs> okay. You're having sex. You already had the sex. He's back home. Your car's getting loaded. I don't know what that means. With drugs, what are we talking about? You want him to get up from what he's doing and come pump your gas. What are we doing? <laughs> this is crazy. But these are, dude, believe me, a lot of women think like this. Uh, because if I'm fucking you, you know this fucking world is dangerous. You want your fucking pussy out there fucking trying to get some gas and get kidnapped? It ain't his. It's a lot of men's, by the way. First of all, it ain't just his. It's a lot of men's. It's other men's punani as well. Um, He doesn't own it, number one. Number two. Why is he now protecting you just because he has sex with you? How is this working? The only way this works is if women close their legs and they negotiate this up front.
the fact that they're having sex for fun and then trying to leverage it afterwards, this is why they get in this trouble. No, you want your pussy safe. Now, oh, don't you want your pussy safe? Look, look, now this is this right here is the face of a man that's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. (laughs) And uh, the black male is definitely distracted by this. This is this is this is definitely the this 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 the look of every black male starving right here. And so he's only in agreement because he's horny. He's only in agreement because he thinking with his lower leg and lower brain and not his upper head. All right. That's all that is. That's all that is. That's a, he's just starving. All right. And of course, Niggas always gotta show they all right. And so this is just thirst. This is just thirst. And he's like, yeah, I go, okay, whatever you say, girl. And then what happens to men, unfortunately, is we do this, whatever you say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you fornicate with her. And then you try to fix it on the back end because you thought it was free. I get it for free. And then you start dealing with this little bit here, nitpicky, and then all of a sudden it ain't free anymore. Or it was free the first time, and then every time she invited you over, oh, where are, we, where are we going? Where is this going? I thought we were in a relationship. I thought we were good. This is yours. And then she starts negotiating, and then you start shuffling and, and, and playing uh, three-car money and shit. And you start playing the shell game and moving shit around and manipulating to try to get out of this because then you figured out she asked you for money. Then you figured out she was selling it to you the entire time. And then your strategy is attention and time. Oh, well, I'm going to manipulate and move this shit around. And then you start paying for it, right? You start paying. I got money. Yep. Then you start having to run game and hold frame and then correct the bitch and keep her in check and deal with her emotions. And then all of a sudden, it starts turning into a money game for your ass. <laughs> I'm rich, all right and so our responsibility is to acknowledge that we need to know up front that they're con artists they're conning you every woman is conning you if she gives you access to sex up front for free or little little for she asked for a little up front they're conning you you're not getting it for free you can convince yourself i mean you are but you aren't Meaning that every now and then you'll get away with it, right? Every now and then you won't have to worry about it. Every now and then the girl will just be, okay, I lost another man and won't bother you. But every now and then you'll have to deal with this and play the shirt, the three-card money. And you realize that you were dealing with a prostitute. And then you'll have to work it backwards. All right, let me get to the Super Chats and then we'll get to the main event. How about that? How about that? Uh, and it's okay, ladies, if you if I call you a prostitute, that is not to demean you. By the way, um, let me see here if I can find my, my super chats. It's not to demean you. I'm just describing you. All right. I'm not demeaning you by calling you a prostitute. I'm just, just, just simply describing you. And thus, if that is your behavior, just accept the uh, prescription in the description. All right. But anyway, I'm just describing the behavior. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> he says, uh, not all women. Okay. Now I'm not describing all women. I'm just describing the ones who participated in this act. In fact, somebody put the definition of it in the chat earlier, but um, I'm going to put it up here. I'm going to put it up here just so we can see the definition, just so you can see what we're talking about. And she described, let me see if this is, we'll see if she described it. Uh, here it is right here. It is the practice. It is the practice of or occupation of engaging in Sexual activity with someone for payment. 
It says right here, the unworthy or corrupt use of one's talents for the sake of personal or financial gain. Now, here's the deal. I mean, I'm putting it up on the screen. The unworthy or corrupt use, that describes the previous woman. She corrupted, she, she tried to corrupt the other guy of using her talent for the sake of personal gain, not even financial. It says personal or financial gain. So it doesn't need to be money exchange. She then goes, she then goes, hey, I had sex with you, pump my gas. That's personal gain. She wanted to act. Uh, I had sex with you, uh, take out my trash. Now, this also describes uh, marriage. Marriage could be seen pretty much like this as well, if you wanted to really break it down. The practice of, and it says practice or occupation. Take a look. So she doesn't have to work as a prostitute. She could just practice as one, right? We were practicing. We were having fun. The practice or occupation. So you see, in our society, we have blurred the lines. The unworthy. I think she unworthily, uh, she's unworthy expecting something in return. She's using the talent for the sake of personal gain. Again, we got to call it what it is, okay? I call it what it is. Don't be mad at me, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey man so what percentage of women you guys are putting percentage oh by the way that also includes um that also includes modeling <laughs> right that also includes modeling right i'm a model okay what the unworthy or corrupt use of one's talent for the circle sake of personal financial gain and as you can see in this definition it doesn't even include sex in this definition see that see look at this it doesn't even include sex it just says the use of one's talent for the circle but this can include being an employee <laughs> this could be including a w-2 employee sex was not even in the definition using one's talent for the sake of personal and financial gain prostituting yourself so this includes modeling any any aspect or endeavor that if you include sex in there, sexual activity, that doesn't mean intercourse, sexual activity for someone's payment, modeling, OnlyFans. You guys got to call it, you got to call it what it is, but work is worthy, right? So work is not corrupt or unworthy. It is actually worthy. So work, maybe, maybe not employment may not fit in there. Maybe if you don't want to be there and you're working only for the money, maybe you're prostituting yourself. But listen, the definitions are the definitions. So anytime you want to be compensated in any way, not even just financially, personally, that's what it is. And hey, are you mad now? Not, look, faith is mad. Not all. I just proved my point, man. Politicians, politicians could be included in that as well. They definitely are unworthy or corrupt. But there it is. And so when I call you that, it's not a, again, when I say these things, I'm not demeaning you. I'm just describing what you're doing. All <laughs> right. Anyway, mm. let me get to these chats here. Let me get to these chats. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see here. Let me go over here. Shout out to the Lord Messiah disciple. He says to defeat cancer, complete the first stage of Oh, I don't even know what that is. And he says the film doesn't, I can't pronounce that, but apologies. 
He says the film doesn't really work as a book as it spans over 30 years of montages. It's a script only. Okay, shout out to you. This was the guy that was talking about the religious awakening. Okay, shout out to you. And maybe, maybe also, hold on for a second. Maybe also talk about nutrition. I'm pretty sure you do. Okay. <laughs> he says, uh, Uh, shout out to King of Spades says, I was 10 when I first stuck, or I was like, he says, oh, I was 10 when I first snuck in to see Debbie Does Dallas and my pop stash coach. So, uh, yes, as a minor back in the day, what did you have to do to go see women? Nude. Um, if you knew your father had a stash of women that had bushed between their legs. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. If you had a stash, if you had a stash, if your dad had a stash that had a lot of women and you pulled the magazine out and these women had bush between their legs, you had to wait till your your parents left the house so you can go run in there and get them magazines. Everybody knew. The first time I saw a nudie magazine was at my friend's house. Because he had a dad in the house. <laughs> That's the only reason why. This was kind of before cable TV was a thing. Cable TV was a thing, but it wasn't in every household. So, first time I saw a woman in the nude was I was at his house. We were kicking it. He was like, come in here. Check this out. And he had a father that lived in his house. And he went to the bed under the mattress, between the mattress. And he opened it up and I was looking. I was like, yo, <laughs> I couldn't just log on to Instagram. I couldn't just go on to my cable television. He said, where are the pages missing? He said, why are they pages missing? Pages got sticky. So this is how we were introduced. Yes. And it was quite embarrassing because, you know, my time, she was like, oh, boy. All right. Anyway, we got Kaylin says uh, marriage is an institution that predates religion. I already got that one. All right, here we go right here. <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, man, it's uh it's kind of it's the drive of man. It's the drive of man. You became a man in those days. Now, you guys can do this all on your phone. Right here. And then you know what's funny to me? People act like they they don't look at it. This is what's comical to me. They act like we're they act like there's only a group of people looking at it and there's other people not looking at it at all, which is comedy to me. I'm like, man, can we stop? Even men be like, I've never looked at prawn. Please. This is stop it, please, man. Why do people lie like this? Why do people lie? It's crazy, dude. You can almost not avoid looking at it. You can almost not avoid looking at it at this point. Um, I've seen people do this to, and shame people on um Instagram. What what they'll do is they'll um they'll they'll uh show they'll say, Hey, I have all this sex recommended on my Instagram. All right. And they'll show maybe their for you page. And they'll like look at all of this stuff. And then what will happen is people will come back and say, Well, that's because that's what you're interacting with. And it's true. The algorithm is going to reward you with whatever you look at. So if you look at your for you Instagram page. Um, I think it's where the, um, the, the little, um, what do you call it? Anyway, 
you will see what you primarily will look at and it will recommend you stuff. And uh, people will just dismiss it as, no, that's only because you click on it, which is true and also untrue. They also know, they also know that, um, they also know that you are a male of a certain age, right? So they will also tend to recommend you things as a male of a certain age. So if a woman comes up and says, that's not true, look at my for you page. Well, they know she's a woman. They know she's 36 years old. <laughs> They're not going to suggest it to you just like that. So you'll be less likely to interact with it. So that also goes into the conversation. But just because she's not looking at it on Instagram or interacting doesn't mean she's not looking at it at all. But if you look at your for you page, much of it is primarily your demographics and where you interact. So if it is mostly women on there, which mine is, I got people getting knocked out primarily boxing. I don't know why I have a lot of people getting knocked out in MMA. I do have women and I do have, I do have a lot of wrestling and sports and basketball and football. I have a lot of wrestling for some reason, but uh, shout out to the world wrestling federation, but people will then dismiss it as I don't look at stuff like that, which is false. But anyway, shout out to, Wiz Division Production. I'm rich, and he says, as someone who has struggled with mental illness in the past, mental illness is not an excuse for ignorance. Should we start letting criminals out of jail because they were ignorant of the law? He says, if you let a they rapist run your pockets, that's on you. Same with student loans. Same as credit cards. He says, you, uh, you can't learn just about anything on the Internet. There is no valid reason to go into a legal financial situation blind. Accountability is the root of all problems. Indeed, he says, plaguing most of America today. It is accountability. He says, excuses are like buttholes. Everyone has got one. Take back the control of your life or forever be a slave to society in your own mind. The choice has always been yours. Facts. Facts. I often find that the accountability is where the root of the problem is. Um. You know, we can all point fingers and blame, blame, blame. But really, let's take a look back at our choices. Let's take a look back at where we messed up. Okay. And just take a L. Take a L. Learn how to take a L. We got, man. Turnpike Tyrone says, my donation to the Father Clapsheet collection plate. He says, I've been laughing all morning about that. Shout out to Father Clapsheets. He was dancing with a nice piece of thing, man. No government name SD says I saw a post online where a man said he was ghost. He ghosted a 40 year old woman because she wanted to be a stay at home wife. The comments were nothing but women and superheroes saying that he could not afford it. If he couldn't afford it, just say that he says not one mention of the woman's delusional wants. It's a sad world coach. Men get blamed far too much in our world. Trinicia. Women are salespeople, and indeed, he says, we see a need and present a limited time offer or buy BOGO, which is buy one, get one, I believe. He says men don't want to, men don't want mama or daughter giving for free. That's what it says. Men don't want mama and daughter giving for free, or they would have starved as kids, or their grandmothers would have starved, and grandkids, I believe he meant. Or oh, that's what you said, grandkids. I messed it all up. 
He says men don't want mommy. Oh, so my, my question is here. In this case, Trinicia, if that's true, that means all men pay. That means every time a woman is intimate, then that means she's selling. <laughs> all right. So that's that's the thing. That's the thing we have to understand. And this is a woman saying this. That means every time a woman is intimate with you, she's selling you something. Because I agree with what she's saying. Because if we do it that way, but but every time she's intimate, she's selling. Which means it's AKA prostitution, which is an agreement with what I'm telling men. So as much as it sounds like she's explaining because she's using then your mother, your grandmother, your grandkids and whatnot. Every time she's doing it, she's selling, which means I am correct. If there is a limited time offer, if there's a buy one, get one, if there's leveraging into it, if there's a slow, slow burn, she's not doing it for her own recreation. And as such, you we got we gotta operate like that. And there's great risk to it because there's a reason as well. She's actually risking, um, she's actually risking that she could get pregnant from the act, right? And then thus there's gonna be a steep debt. There's gonna be a steep debt. But I agree. I agree with that. I think every time I think a woman is trying to lie down with me, she's trying to get something. It's not for anything. Oh, another proof of this is let's just say you had a relationship with her and you broke it off. If there's any pursuit from her to get reimbursed in any way, that means now she's selling it to you on the back end. Okay. And sometimes the pursuit of this reimbursement is petty she might say well i bought half the furniture and i bought half the dishes she doesn't want money for half the dishes she doesn't want money for the furniture you guys bought at ikea because it's it's trash she doesn't want money for the playstation she bought you she doesn't want money for the jordan she bought you she wants payment yeah it's the balloon payment she wants payment for that Pudusi she's been selling you the whole time. Mm. Period. It's the same as alimony. Tom Likas used to call it vagina money. As soon as she says, I need to get paid for what? what? What do you need to get paid for? What is spousal support? What do you need to pay for? Why are you supporting? Now, in theory, I, there's another reason for this. Why am I paying you now? I'm not using it anymore. Okay. I'm not using it. I'm not. But now this payment is for the past use of the peace leaf. That's all it is. And it's a balloon payment. It's past use of peace leaf. That's all it is. All right. You use it in the past. Now you got to pay. There's no other reason for it. There is one other reason for it. All right. Uh, that the legal um, institutions of uh, because if there's family involved, but there, if there's family involved, there's child support. But now she's going to hold you hostage in court to get past use with interest of that past use of sex. So my 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 point is that there's always a reason why she's giving it to you other than pure enjoyment. Other than pure enjoyment, it could be status attachment. It could be because you perform well, but or she wants to have your babies. OK, that it might be because you know how to treat her body better than another guy so she'll keep 
giving you access to it, meaning eliminating competition. So, I mean, it's so see, that means if she's available, she can give it to you as much as he can. She can prevent other women from getting access to that great performance as well. Because, listen, this was the basis of the movie um, uh, Boogie Nights. Here's a movie as a as a piece of research here. But in Boogie Nights, at the beginning of the movie, he was with his teenage girlfriend until they found out, word got out, that he was great. He had a great anatomy. Pause. And thus, then he was used to, able to use his great anatomy to pleasure other women, and then the other original girl broke off. Think about it. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. So she didn't want him to go out and do that. She wanted to keep it to herself. That is kind of a form of mate guarding. It was so good that she was with him because of that. But then as soon as it found out that she he could actually pleasure, pleasure other women like not many men could do, it was a loss for her, okay? Anyway, just using that as a comparison. Deadly Ellie says, remember, gentlemen, uh, supermodels piece Lee feels the same as the one from a handless hag in Skid Row, and that's usually the case, all right? That is definitely usually the case. So it, I don't see much difference in most of the time. There's not much difference. All right, let me get back to the show. Get back to the show here. Uh, What are we doing here? Oh, we at the main event? Okay. All right. Main event time. Let's get to it. Hit the like button. <laughs> Hit the like button on this great stream. This one's a little bit. This is a Thursday stream for sure. Feels like a Thursday. Uh, Makeup. Makeup. The conversation about do we honestly know what women look like? It's my opinion that we do not. We do not look know what a, a real woman looks like until you live with a one or two or a few. And then you can truly appreciate what you really like about the woman. When we talk about beauty and attractiveness, inevitably we're talking about her face. Okay. Not necessarily her body. We're all attracted to a variety of bodies, but the attractiveness is not really centered around the body. That tends to be lent to if she's sexy or not. Does she have sex appeal? So somebody asked that earlier. A woman can be sexy but ugly in the face. A woman can be have a great body but be a butterface. So when we when we talk about it, that's not even attraction. So when people say, but she thick, I say, but her face is still ugly. I mean, so when we talk about being attractive, it's always the face that we're talking about. We're going to take the body out of the conversation. Okay, because that can be manipulated and that can be based on the preference. Face as well, but we're just going to center on the face, okay? Now, with makeup and surgeries, we also have known that, that people and women particularly have been using it to manipulate uh, men to get into relationships, to actually present this as the uh, front of the business operation in order to then reveal later that she doesn't truly look like that. And if men are ignorant of this or not aware of this, they can be manipulated easily. And then forced into getting into a situation with somebody that doesn't look exactly how uh, they thought they looked. Then we start rating women with their facial symmetry. Beauty standards do come into play, but let's just keep it simple. We kind of know who has an attractive face or not. We kind of know attractive um, uh, beauty standards, and we know attraction when we see it. With that being said, I'm going to take you back to uh, I'm going to take you back to some other videos of me just because I know I'm going to talk about some things that you haven't been following me long enough 
to be aware that I've previously talked about. All right. So I'm going to put the proof out here because I need to put the proof out here. Uh, this is me, 2018, talking about this as well. And also because people are going to say, hey, this person already said this. Well, here's the problem. I hear, you know, you haven't seen me long enough. You guys are introduced to me. And then you can start saying I'm copying. Here's the deal. This is me in 2019. All right. Um, talking about this. And I'm going to talk about some things here that you might have heard somebody else talk about. Uh, sharing this fair use 2019 CGA. <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, the double uh, here we go right here. Let's slow it down off the chipmunk mode. Listen. Standards are just all over the place. And this is just one of the main ones. Makeup is cool. Uh, you guys got to understand the makeup industry is relatively new. I mean, listen, they've been doing this since Egypt and applying the eyeliner, eyeliner and all that stuff. But in terms of the United States, uh, you know, Max Factor or somewhere in the what? The 1920s when they start uh, making films and silent films and and the women can see how these stars were able to, you know, use these makeup companies in Hollywood to make themselves look a little bit more beautiful. Um, I believe the Max Factor was the leader in the industry bringing Hollywood makeup into the home. And once that happened, you saw the progression of where makeup took itself. All right. So there I am, 2019. All right. It's inevitable. It's undoubt that the conversation CGA, of course, I'm a little bit either smaller <laughs> I definitely was thinner. All right. I just think I'm fatter. There's just muscle. There's just fat under the muscle that was there. All right. If there was any right there. All right. And so 2018, here you go. 2018 version of me in my two bedroom apartment doing the show. So I just want to put the bed because I'm going to bring up some things that you said. This person said that already. You copying. All right. Here we go. All right. For some reason, I like to watch in chip bug mode right here. Here we go. You're pretty. Because you spent 45 minutes to an hour in your car looking in the rearview mirror, plumping up your eyelashes. I'm not going to reward you for trying to use witchcraft and trickery. Okay. I'm not going to reward you for using clothing to make you look a certain way, knowing that if those clothes will start to peel off, you're going to look like the Pillsbury biscuit. Okay. I'm not going to reward you for all of that. So once I strip all of that away, this is who you are. All right. And so there we go right there. You know what I mean? Listen, a lot of people have just found me. So I just want to let you guys know I've been doing this for a minute. I've been doing this so much. I look like I aged five to 10 years. Okay. In the three to five year process. All right. This is very stressing. All right. This is a stressing job. But I do want people to understand that the things I'm going to say, you might have heard other people say, but they actually were watching me as well. So they said it kind of following up. Uh, what I said. Let's take it back to Max Factor. Talked about this in 2019. Max Factor brought in Hollywood makeup into the home. And this was a big transition from what you thought women looked like to what women really look like. So the Hollywood industry, the Hollywood silent movie industry that I mentioned there in 2019 actually normalized the sale of the modern makeup. It normalized the sale of the modern makeup. They were the first company to become wealthy selling women modern makeup. So there have been makeup in the past. I talked about that in the 2019 live stream where Egypt and people use eyeliner and such. We're not talking about that. We're talking about modern makeup. Modern makeup was brought into the home because of silent films. And then when women thought they can look like the actresses they saw on film, 
they attempted to go through these transitions, all right, and makeup sales went through the roof. Unfortunately, the people who work behind films and makeup, they apply 50 times the amount of makeup to be camera ready. So to be camera, if you ever worked in photography, videography, weddings, um, movies, television, if you've ever seen a person that is ready for photography, the amount of makeup they wear is extraordinary. They pile it on. They pile on makeup. It's super thick. Um, it's so crazy that when they're not shooting anymore, if they go out in regular world, they look crazy. They look crazy. So people don't realize how much makeup is actually used to be camera ready. Now, when you go out to the real world, these women are using a small percentage of makeup to try to keep up with what they see in magazines and models and all of that stuff. They try to keep up with it and they cannot. It's quite costly, but they want to look like them. Thus, they will go through a lot of acts of uh, uh, purchasing these things. Now, when they do this, then we start rating them and we say, well, this woman's attractive. This woman's a 10, this woman's a nine, and it is all because of the amount of makeup that they're wearing. It's rarely when they're in the natural. And then when they're in the natural, we want to say, well, then she's a seven, but a nine all dressed up. Guys, this is not really a fair way to rate women, in my opinion. I think the fairest way is to see them as natural as possible, right? And then rate them on that. Because then we'll say, well, she's a seven, and she's a six, and she's a four. And then you see her dressed up, and she's a seven. And this is actually quite... This is quite unnecessary. And this is because I think most men have never seen a woman natural. Most men have never seen a woman natural. Like repetitively. We talked about this earlier in the setup, which most people probably missed. If you, I've lived with several women in my life. I've seen them when they woke up. I've seen them with their bed head. I've seen them with their head flat to their scalp. I've seen them with their curly mane, big and, big and, uh, big and loud. I've seen them without their makeup, boogers in their eyes and nose, all right? They're quite unimpressive when they're not made up. In fact, Harriet Tubman comes to mind when their black women aren't wearing makeup. White women wearing makeup, Eleanor Roosevelt comes to mind. They're very much not that attractive, but what they do have is markers of femininity, which means you can tell they're a woman based on the symmetry of their face, they might have thicker eyelashes. They might have a certain shape of the eye. Their nose might be certain shape. Their skin might be a certain shape, like, or it might be like, a, you know, white women tend to be more paler and flush, right? So they, they tend to have these characteristics that will let us know that that's a woman. Then when you include the hair in the conversation, that distinguishes them from men and women. See, there was a time in order to distinguish man from woman, it wasn't makeup. It was that long hair, Certain amount of a little bit of makeup, certain type of eyes, certain and certain complexion that would distinguish man and woman. Today, not so much. Mm. Today, we need to distinguish them from attractive to unattractive, and the makeup is included. And then we extend it to the surgeries. Now you go into the surgeries with the Botox, the corrective surgeries, the nose jobs, the rhinoplasty. You go into the eye shaping, the manipulation of the eye. Um, you go into the cheek implants, lip fillers. All of these things are then contributing to what we think are attractive women. And I think it's a mistake that if we see a woman that is glammed up and we measure her against a woman who looks as natural as possible, 
and we say the natural woman's ugly and the glammed up woman's a 10, I think that's a mistake. That's going to mess you up. Okay. It's going to mess you up because you're not going to know what is actually attractive. Let me give you some examples. All right. And I prefer natural looking women. So I think when women wear a lot of makeup, when I'm introduced to them, I'll be less likely to talk to them. I'm actually less likely to engage with them because I just see it for what it is. It doesn't trick me. Some men, it tricks. And you're like, oh, she's gorgeous. For me, I know what I'm dealing with. I'm like, this is mostly a circus clown. This is not an indicator of who she really is. So I'll back away. All right, but anyway. And I won't rate her as a 10. I'll be more reluctant to relate her as a 10, rate her as a 10, because I know she's using trickery, deception. Um, she's using hiding, omission. She's hiding things, uh, what we call a um, conceal. She's concealing something. And she's actually probably using that as a self-esteem boost. Then she'll say, then people say silly things like, she's out of your league. Now, there can be no woman out of my league if she's dressed up and I'm not. <laughs> she can't be out of my league. Now, she's dressed up. She's using things to kind of manipulate the marketplace. But she's not out of my league because she has a face full of makeup and she has her hair done. That alone does not put a woman out of my league at all. And now you can believe that, but I won't. I refuse to believe it because if it was a fair game, because I don't have anything, like I'm not wearing heels. I'm not making myself taller. I'm not making myself muscular. I'm not hiding my, my gut, okay? On the other hand, she's concealing. She's manipulating. She's lying. And she looks good. It's working for her, but that doesn't make her out of my league. Okay. She's severe, she severely cheated and manipulated the marketplace. Now that's just not that's just me. You could think differently, but that's how I look at it. She manipulated the marketplace to look like she was out of my league. But anyway, a work of fiction is yeah, a work of fiction isn't out of my league. I'm actually competing honestly, and she's competing, she's cheating. Anyway, let's get to it right here. This conversation came up because there is a post going around about this woman right here. Her name is Margot Robbie. All right, Margot Robbie is, uh, and I'll show a picture of her glammed up, kind of like the image that people compare her against. And this guy right here, he might have been trolling the internet, but we're going to use it. It says right here, this is Margot Robbie. I guess it was part of the conversation. This is Margot Robbie without makeup. And then he says, definitely mid. Okay. Now, this picture is is kind of in the modeling industry, most pictures are uh taken like this. If you see models before they show up to modeling shoots, they're kind of a blank canvas. They're somewhat only using a little bit of creams, a little bit of a little bit of makeup, and then the makeup artist prepares them. So you can see this is probably a pre-shoot, a pre-movie photo. And most of the pictures that they take in the modeling industry, just to judge them, are very much like this. They'll be, they'll have less clothes, they'll have well, plain black clothes, and they'll be standing still. They won't be posing, their hair won't be prepped, and they'll have just a little bit of skin care equipment on. So she's not 100% natural. But this looks like pre-shoot, pre-movie photo. And the photo will be taken not in an angle, it will be taken straight ahead. 
and it won't be flattering. So this is what that photo looks like. Now, let me show you her with makeup and prep, and I'll show you without makeup. I'll show you with that. Did you guys see it? Somebody said I can't see it. All right, here we go right here. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull this up right here. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. It's right here. So let's show you the image that men, and this is where I say men, you guys got to get it through your head, what women really look like. So when you take her movie makeup, okay, this is what Marvie, Margot Robbie looks like when she's under three to four hours of makeup, heavy makeup, heavy hair. I mean, you don't realize the amount of work that has gone in to produce this look. Okay, this look right here has taken hours and they prepared her. They made sure every hair was in place, every makeup, every dude, there's a heavy makeup on this one. Unfortunately, unfortunately, when we see this in the movie, we don't think that we might think if we don't have experience, this is what she really looks like. She's hot. People will say she's a 10. She's a nine. They will give her all kind of, she's the similar beauty. People will say crazy stuff like that. And she looks great here. But when I watch the movie, I say, this is not really her. All right. This is not what she really looks like on a regular basis. Now I'm going to take this down and I'm going to pull up a picture of Margot Robbie with zero makeup. All right. So here we go right here. Um, zero. I mean, none. Absolutely none. Let me see if I can get this right here. And then we can sit, figure out what are we being exposed to, manipulating. And if we are, so this is a picture of her without any makeup. Okay, so we had the, uh, there's very little makeup there. So we had the pre-modeling shoot photo. We had the all the way done up, and then we have this, okay, right here. Um, I'll show you another one just in case. Uh, this is this is one right here, very unflattering, right here. I believe this is this is her as well. This would be no makeup. This would be none. All right, there's no hair prep. There's no makeup on this photo. Now, here's the problem. There are some men right here that will say she's a four, she's a six. I disagree. She's still attractive, okay? Because compared to other women with no makeup, they would look way worse than this, all right? I'm just letting you know. Other women with no makeup, they will look 10 times worse than this. So in the natural, this is an this still should be an attractive woman. Unfortunately, for men and women, but primarily men, People are going to say she's a four or a five or a six, and it's pathetic to me. Mm. It's outrageous. It's completely outrageous. And the reason why is because men don't know what women look like. <laughs> okay. I think men don't have a clue of what women really look like. And this is not just their fault. Women playing a part in this. But I'm trying to correct men. This is why I say there are no nines and tens. If there are tens, there's five or ten around the world. If there is a nine, she probably is a seven or an eight that worked her way up to a nine. And if there is an eight, she probably a five. But let's just let's just qualify it. 
Let's just stay on course. There's very few women that are just knockout presented in the natural. Should we actually evaluate that? Thus, there's really no nines and tens. They're pretty much going to be manufactured. There might be just a collection, a handful of them worldwide. Beauty standards withstanding. No, not taking body into the situation here. There's only a handful. When we get down to this conversation, if you say she's a seven, this is probably as high as is it going to get for most people. Okay. This is probably as high as it's going to get for most women. Most women in the natural are not good looking. Now, let's take in the surgery. The only thing that really distinguishes this woman from a male is the eyes and the hair. That might be almost it. Maybe the lips. If you did this, let's go back to the previous picture. And I'll kind of prove this point. If you took the previous picture, the, the, the first picture right here, it would be you would be hard pressed to really determine is this a male or a female? I mean, there's markers there that will tell us. There's certain markers, eyes, eyelashes, there's certain markers. Okay. And again, type doesn't matter. Yes, you don't have a beard or a mustache. In the natural, it would be almost hard to distinguish. And then when you include hair and all of these things, then you can start to see, oh, yeah, this is a female. Okay, you see what I mean? This is this is what we're talking about. So inevitably, my point to be made is if all women were natural, it is hard. You would be hard to say that there are any nines or tens and that women are naturally beautiful. I mean, it's hard to say that. That's why I said she looked like Pete Davidson. It's hard to say that. Then people say she got a bad attitude. You start deducting points. We're not going to go that far because, yeah, uh, attractive people can be ugly. But in this case, if she didn't do anything and she came out like this, this is the best that it could possibly look. This is the best that she can possibly look. And the rare, rare occasion, on the rare, rare occasion, meaning that if she was working or she was trying to benefit, the rare occasion, she can look like this. But this would take hours. This would take hours for her to repeat this look. And many, many uh, tippy-toe rain, reading rainbow men doing this. There would be three or four people working on her to look like this. All right. Meaning that there's a gay dude doing her hair, a gay dude doing her makeup. There's a woman, a big overweight woman applying makeup to bruh. In this in this situation here, in my opinion, I think men really don't know what women look like. Let me give you this one right here. Let me give you a video. This is Tisha Campbell for all the people that are distracted by race. We'll take it over here. This is Tisha Campbell. Now, Tisha Campbell was using the new TikTok feature in which the TikTok feature or filter shows them age progression. Okay. This is the filter that shows women what they look like in the natural age progressed. And I don't know why they do this to themselves. This is going to force them to do more to try to compete and look better. Now, this is the picture that she's looking at. As an older woman, 
This is going to force more women to do more things like buy more makeup and be more insecure. Now, I'm going to show you something. This is the photo of her. Tisha Campbell tried after feeding a hungry. <laughs> Tisha Campbell. This is the I got to shrink it down. This is what she really. After Tisha Campbell. <laughs> this is what she really looks like right here. All right. So I can't scroll up, but take a look. This is her real face right here. Now, let me just tell you something. This is not much difference. Right? This is, this is a little bit of makeup. This is a little bit natural. But I don't see... To see, I don't seem to see much difference, but in her eyes, this is the YouTube shorts. So if I scroll down, it'll After go Tisha to the next Campbell. Video. So that's why it's doing that. I've just Tisha Campbell. scroll and it'll go to the next video. Here's the thing in her mind, she sees a difference. In my mind, I don't see much difference. I do see maybe 10 more years. Okay. In reality, this might be the fake picture. In reality, this is the picture without the amount of makeup that she usually has. So let's go ahead and see what her reaction is to her seeing herself pretty much natural. Okay, so now we're talking about the mentality, how this affects women. Try the age filter on TikTok. Oh, this is not good at all. I look like my man left me. <laughs> Took all my money. That already happened. Oh, you. Tisha Campbell. Okay, so there you go right there. Um, As you can see. I don't see it's I do see an age progression. There's definitely but I, from what I'm seeing, this is closer to the real picture and this is the filter picture. In my opinion. I see maybe 5 years age difference. This is a filter, but this is also a filter. This makes her look younger, this makes her look older. It is somewhere in between where she naturally stands. Okay, just for my just my appearance. I think the filter on the bottom picture is assisting her to look younger. All right. But um, let me get to that because there's also Kylie Jenner. Kylie. I think her name is Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Let me see if I can pull it up. Kylie Jenner age filter. Jenner age. And Kylie Jenner also has a makeup line, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So let's see here. Let me click this on right here. All right, I found it. Okay, so I think this is a Yahoo video. All right, I don't know if this is the best one to share. But uh, Kylie Jenner here also is using the same filter. Let me see if you guys can see that. Yes. So Kylie Jenner here is using the same filter. There she is. I think this filter is younger. It makes her look slightly younger to make the older filter older. But take a look. I don't know where there's a lot of difference here. Okay, so there she is moving. She's not happy. And as you can see, there it is right there. That's probably what she's going to look like in five years. 
And this is going to force her mentally. And this is what's happening with women. They cannot stand to look at themselves naturally. They cannot stand it. So as much as we're talking about men not understanding, this is going to force more women to be more fake. And then for us to then judge them on being fake when we haven't seen them really real. I don't like it at all. Kylie Jenner gets Yep. So, oh, look, now this is her all glammed up. I mean, obviously with some skin tanner. I mean, take a look at the difference, ladies and gentlemen. This is what's confusing our world. I can't get into this conversation seriously with men and women on what's attractive. I can't. Like, this is her natural down here as much as possible. This is what you will wake up against. Maybe somewhere in between this. This is her age progressed a few years. And then this is her. Right. What the hell? What? I mean, this is getting ridiculous right here. So this is how the makeup industry and the and the um, the industry related to uh, uh, surgeries are affecting women. And of course, look, I mean, how many different looks are you getting here? Look, you getting that look, you getting that look. Which one is the look? What does she really look like? We have no idea. We can't even get an honest. And here's the problem. They don't even know. Have you ever heard a woman do this? Ladies, if you're watching my show, have you ever heard a woman say this? Hey, I was at the grocery store. A man approached me. He wanted my number. And she felt weird about it. She was like, I felt so weird. Well, why? Well, I didn't have my whole makeup and hair done. He doesn't know what I really look like. Now, let me break this down. Let me break this down because I got to give her to Martin Luther Lee. Okay. <laughs> the problem is he does know what you really look like. He's a judging you and he probably approached you because you don't look like a goddamn makeup queen. He approached you because you look natural. And that's what he's interested in. But because she's like, hey, I could have looked a lot better with all my makeup on and my hair done. I could have looked like a complete deceptive version of myself. I probably would have been better. He probably would have liked me more. Wrong. He probably liked you more that you didn't have your mask on. And he approached you because you look legitimate. <laughs> but in her mind, she's like, I'll look better. Next time I see him, I'll look better for the next guy. So they always got to look like they have their mask on in order to get guys. But what they're finding out is guys can figure this out. He don't mind that you got acne in a breakout on your face because he actually wants to know. That's what he's going to wake up to. He doesn't mind that your hair ain't done. He doesn't mind that your hair's pulled back in a bun or a ponytail. But you want to throw your wig on. You want to put your extensions on. You want to put all your face on and be like, this is what I look like. You don't. You don't look like that. So you're trying to get men to judge you on how you really don't look. And so this is where we get the conversation. My opinion is I think people, women are overwhelming, mostly unimpressive look-wise. I know this for a fact. Been with a lot of women. Woke up like next to a lot of women. They're semi-impressive. Even the most attractive women I've been with, without makeup, a little bit of bedhead, a little bit of romp, a more sex, a little bit of sleep. They look ugly. 
Okay. When they first wake up, their eyes are puffy. All right. They don't look attractive when you wake up next to them. Half the time it gets you to thinking, what the hell did I just do? And it also makes you believe that men, unfortunately, if you're dealing with women who are four to six on the beauty scale, you think you can get better. And often the better looking woman only looks better because she has makeup. You actually have the most attractive woman you can possibly get. But you'll measure her natural to a woman who is glammed up and it, it it's messing with people's heads. You'll go, I can get a better looking woman only because she has makeup on. And you're being deceived. Okay. You're being deceived. Yeah. What, that same woman, after you have sex with her and her mascara is running and her lipsticks on the side of her face and her hair is standing up on one side and you fall asleep and wake up to that and she comes out and washes her makeup off and you see her, you're going to be crazy. You're going to go crazy. So we're having a mind F out here. I want men to really, if we can really handle ourselves mentally, stop measuring people, women with makeup, IG pose pictures, filters. We need to stop calling these women tens. We need to stop calling them nines. They're probably way worse than that. They're probably fours with all of that stuff off. And it's been proven plenty of time. Stop calling women that do this baddies or stop calling them wifey. They're not really. Not only that, these are the most insecure people that you're going to deal with. Not many confident women are running around glammed up like this on a regular basis. Most of the time, these people are going to be mentally hard to deal with. Much of the time, they're going to leverage their best looks against your natural look. Okay, anyway. Anyway, most women, I mean, most women, the best looking woman to me, if we're measuring on natural looks, is a seven tops. Tops. Now, if you include body and attitude and demeanor and cooperative, that's a whole conversation. Your body type, what you want, her sex appeal. There's women that are attractive and their sex appeal is garbage. Then there are women that are not really attractive, not really in shape. Some of them are overweight and their sex appeal goes through the roof. Same thing with older women. There's a lot of younger women that we say over here, younger junior college, but some of their sex appeal is garbage. You go with an older woman, she'll be 55 and her sex appeal will be off the charts. All right, so it's not just a standard. It's the way they carry themselves. It's the way they look. It's the way they approach. It's the way they deceive. There's a lot going into it. It's your type. Your type goes into it. But if we just took every woman, most women are seven tops. The best looking women are a seven in natural, in nature, right? Without any effort, a seven at tops. All right, anyway, let me get to these super chats and then we're going to get about here. Three hours, ridiculous. Shout out to Samson Keller says, no doubt it could uh, be just me, but Margo is hot either way. I actually prefer without the fake up. So I agree too. I think she looks great with the makeup. I think she looks decent. She looks good looking without it. I don't think, I think trying to call her ugly is absurd, right? Is beyond absurd. Uh, be, because yeah, I mean, to call her ugly is crazy, but compared to her glammed up self, yeah, she's ugly. But I think most women are seven at best. All right, and that's not even being bad because average is supposedly right in the middle of the road there. 
Oh, ladies, and blame it on yourself if you're com if men compare you to a made up version of yourself. You don't have don't blame men all the way, because if you say, hey, well, I'm, I'm better looking with makeup or compare me to my better version of myself. And then you get mad when men compare you to your natural self. That's your fault. That's your fault. Where are we at here? We got uh, Caitlin says if women. OK, we talk about body count. Shout out to Caitlin. He's very, very much. Uh, I don't want to get into body count. I'm trying to close up to the show here. I'm trying to close the show up. Um, were we talking about body count earlier? I guess we were. Let me jump around here. Shout out to no government name says, if you want the laws to change, why don't we fight for it and put in the money to fight the laws to change? Good question. <laughs> Good question. Again, I think the, the that boils down to competition, male competition. All right, so like, you know, men inherently think that we can do better with a woman. So where a man fails, another man will pull up to do better. So it's hard to get men to be together and say, let's change the laws. Like I've been doing this for several years and there's men that have come in and there's men that have preceded me. We all have the information. And then there's guys that will say, well, what about love? And I got the mouthpiece and I can be better with her. And yo, you guys are just lame. And that's their excuse to proceed. And then eventually he'll get caught in the spider web. And then he'll be like, well, these hoes ain't shit. Well, listen. Yeah. Or you have simps or you guys, men have, very various strategies as to where it will prevent men from changing the laws. The only ways the laws will change is when the laws are used against women. Kayla says sex isn't free. All men just don't pay the same price. Men like Drake and Chris Brown and others are in a position. They don't have to pay for it by promising a relationship. They just have to pay them off. Have them sign an NDA. He says uh, most men have to pay. Up. Indeed. But uh, yeah, um, go look at the price of chicken and steak. And go from store to store and tell me the chicken and price is the same. Uh, the chicken and steak is the same price. All right. Did they get me? So it's OK. Um, some of these things we have to accept. Did they get me again? I don't know what happened. New, 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 new world order. But if you go to a store, if you go to a store, I'm good now. Thank you. The price of everything has a separate price. It has a price for you and it has a price. So I just think men have to understand that and know where they land and stand. I'm, I'm saying that leveraging options changes the game for men. If you have less effort, less leverage and less options, less leverage and less options, you're going to get a bad deal. I go into a car lot. Well, I have to I have to explain it in cars for men. I go to a car lot with bad credit, no down payment, no credit history. The car is a different price when I walk off that lot as opposed to a guy that has previous experience, good credit history. Negotiation, leverage, a bigger down payment. Okay. <laughs> and we can went to the same car lot and we could get the we could walk off with a whole different price. Part of the game. Part it's part of what it is. You got no leverage, no experience, nothing to offer. And then you walk up to that woman. She might be able to make use out of you, but she might see no point.
and making use. And then now you're out of the game. But if I walk up and I pull up, room, room, she might be interested. Doesn't mean they are all going to be interested. You'll find that many people, even when you got one more thing, even when you think, this is why I tell you to do things for yourself. Uh, people think that because you're tall, because you have a nice car, because you have money, that all women are going to fall for you. This is not true. And you're going to find out after you do all of that shit. You're going to do that. You're going to go the extra length. You're going to try to position yourself for women. You're going to do all this shit. And there's still going to be women because women are women are weird. They know what they kind of want. Some of them are ignorant. Some of them are oblivious. Some of them even don't even know what you got. They don't even know. A lot of women keep on walking. They don't even blink an eye, <laughs> right? They'll still go for pookie. They'll still, they'll disqualify themselves on purpose. So you think every woman's going to say, oh, that guy's valuable. He has a nice car. He has money. But inevitably, here's, the, here's what they'll also realize. They'll also realize that in the measuring up to that guy, they don't have any leverage and they ain't shit. So they won't even, they won't even um, know how to deal with a guy like that. They'll disqualify themselves. Like they'll say, I want a rich man. I want a guy that's doing well. I want a guy that has his own house and car and he get, and then they know they don't have shit to offer that guy, but in just Punani. And they don't even know how to treat that guy. So they'll disqualify themselves. They'll be like, I ain't interested in that shit anyway. Well, you wasn't going to get it anyway. Mm. All you was going to get is me uh, testing that throat out and that esophagus. And she knows that. What you guys are experiencing is a woman thinks she's better than you because y'all ain't shit. And a person who ain't shit versus a person who ain't shit, the woman's going to always win. She ain't shit anyway. I mean, she's just a woman. She had nothing else to leverage but sex. And now you ain't shit either. Well, she got an advantage on you. And she going to tell you and let you know she got an advantage on you. She like, you ain't shit. Now, you show up and you are shit. And she knows she really ain't shit. What's going to happen? She knows she only got a leverage game. And she can leverage it well against pookies and people who ain't shit. And so she says, I ain't shit, but at least I'm a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just telling you, man. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. But a woman who knows how to work guys like this, a woman who's been around guys who make six figures, a woman who knows what these men want, a woman that knows what to say. She knows she can't come in with that. I ain't cooking. I ain't cleaning bullshit. A woman that knows that dude values himself. A new a dude, a woman that knows he really don't need her. She gonna come correct. And you got the leverage and the options. She knows where she is and she knows where she needs to bring. Now, some women think they'll have these options and be like, well, I'll, uh, and they'll flounder and fall. All right. And they'll have to get, get corrected real quick. But you guys got to know. You guys got to know that that's where the game is. No leverage, no options. And this doesn't mean just get money. There's a lot of dudes that are lame as hell that get cut and don't have no experience. And they get ran over by very manipulative apex predators. So money is not the answer. When I say leverage and options, that just, just doesn't include money. If you just run out here with money, you're just going to be a big old fat, juicy ass, big whale target. And they're going to take advantage of you. So fixing it with money is not the answer. It helps 
it helps more than it hurts. But if you just think you're just going to get rich and be out here finessing the hell out of them, you out here going crazy. Yeah, talk about welcome to L.A., man. It is cold game out here. Lanes get finessed all the time, right? Somebody says, Bob says, do you think the uh, with surgery well done, she can jump, would jump somebody from two points, male to female? Um, I think surgeries are used against men. Anytime a male gets a surgery, it is considered feminine. So it is considered like, why would he take that advantage, right? He's not being real, authentic, and natural. So he... He gets the leg extension surgery. He gets facial surgery, right? He gets he gets pec implants, calf implants. That scene is less than, all right? So it don't jump him up. It actually makes him, uh, his insecurities jump off the page because women know inherently people who do that are insecure. She's using herself as an example. She knows her insecurities and why she would do it. And thus, if she sees insecurities in you, it's less than because you're a man. You're not supposed to be insecure. You're supposed to come as you are. All right, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it it doesn't jump up a male in points. No. All right, women, it does. Women, it does. If you're only looking at attraction, but I also know. Uh, has anybody ever seen this? Um, a woman that has lip filters or lip lip injections. I'm gonna show you a woman that has lip injections with lipstick on. Her lips look decent. Sometimes it looks ridiculous if her if it doesn't fit her face. But have you ever seen her without the lipstick on or any lip gloss? Have you ever seen a woman that gets lip injections without lipstick and lip gloss? It looks crazy because they got the uh they got the injection points all bubbled up and shit on their lip. Their lips look crazy without the lipstick. That's an that's an example of with when she's dressed up, it looks fine. When she's not, it looks awkward. It looks weird. It looks all like, yeah, like she got stung by a bee. <laughs> like on her lips, you know, like it doesn't look like it. And by the way, if you've never kissed a woman with lip injections, it feels weird. Feels like it, it's like feel like rubber. Like if you bite the bottom of her lip or you tend to play with her, you know, lips with your lips, they feel like blubber. Doesn't feel great. Uh, same thing with breast implants. Breast implants tend to do the same thing. When the breast implants are enclosed, yo, ABL just said that. When breast implants are with clothes, they look decent. When the clothes are off, them areolas be pointed left, right, north, south, east, west. The shit look all cockeyed. They staring at you like cross-eyed like this. One bigger than the other. The shit look crazy. <laughs> Booty implants are look oblong. They look ridiculous. Now, in the clothes, they tend to look a lot better than they do without the clothes. All right? And they don't feel that great. So... And they feel some of them feel like hard as a rock. I've only had two women that I've messed with that had breast implants that were good. I had one, her breast implants feel rip. They felt real as real as they possibly can be. They kind of were like teardrop. You know, you could play with them a little bit more. Then I had one woman, hers felt like softballs. I laid on her chest and they felt like I was laying on softballs. And then I had a couple women that were huge. They had these huge ones, and it was quite uncomfortable. For you to be on top. Meaning that when you were on top of her. And you guys were moving. And the motion in the ocean. It, they were uncomfortable pressing. They would be like oh you pressing against me. You pre they, it, it would not be fun. So I'm like I, I'm not a big fan of breast implants. It's not. Like if I had a girl and she had them. And she was on clothes and we walked outside. Okay. But you're, you're quite pressing on them. And it's quite it's uncomfortable. 
especially if you're moving around and shit like that. You add that, they're not comfortable. And so she'll be more trying to keep them from moving than enjoying. So anyway, uh, look, we're going to get over on kick um, in a little bit. Give me 20 minutes. I got to get Nova out and all of that stuff. Let me make sure I got everybody's chats and everything. Uh, thank you for the contributions this week. We got two more shows ready to go. We're going to go over on kick. I need a little bit more time this time because Nova needs to be taken care of. She's getting better, by the way. She had a little bit of a bug. Jake Wish has got something to say before we get up out of here. He says, uh, oh, it's not. It's Jamal. He says, Coach, do you think Beyonce is an 8 while Kelly is a 9? In reality, it's a 10. I would drop those numbers down significantly just based on their natural look. So I would put on their naturally just the face, just the face, not their personalities. I would say six, seven, eight but I would put Kelly ahead of Rihanna. I don't think any of them are really how they look on videos or anything like that. I've seen too many unnatural pictures of them. Kelly Rowland looks more better naturally than the other two, in my opinion. Rihanna definitely looks, I would give Rihanna a, a leg up just because she looks unique. She has that, um, she has that alien feature that is popular in models. Like she has a unique feature. Like her eyes are uniquely slanted and positioned. Her facial symmetry probably better, but I think Kelly Rowland probably looks better in the natural. All right, in the natural, completely natural. Rihanna looks unique. Beyonce is beautiful. She's good looking because she has uh, certain qualities that help with the beauty standards. She's a good looking woman. She's light skinned and caramel complexion. So she has a good look as well. But I think if I took all three of them naturally, I think Kelly would probably look better naturally. Rihanna will look unique and sexy. Her sex appeal jumps off the chart. Beyonce is not really sexually. She's art artificially sexually. Like she's artificially sexually. But I don't think she's sexy like that. But that that's just what it is. I would put, I will say seven, I will say six, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight with eight going to Kelly, Rihanna going with the seven, Beyonce the six. But even that could be, that could be moved around as well. I mean, there's a lot to say about that. All right. There's a lot to say, but there's not many tens. I'm telling you, there, there are only like five tens. The link should be in the description box. There's only like five tens in the world. We do have, oh, we do have Trinicia that says women are sales. Oh, wait a minute. Trinicia says in women's defense, women wear makeup to ward off dusties. That's actually a good point. He says people prescribe makeovers to women to fix low self-esteem. So we talked about that. I heard women get a boost in the corporate world compared to non-makeup women. So again, um, there's the point there. Thank you for bringing that up. And it's late in the show. I know a lot of people are leaving. But again, this is the salesmanship. Boost the self-esteem to position themselves in the sexual marketplace. But as a consumer, we should know that that's what it is and that that is not really what the woman looks like. And to me, it's fine. To me, it's completely fine to have that opinion. But I will not say that... that um, a woman's better than me and out of my league because she looks better with hair and makeup and high heels. There's no way in hell I'm going to say that, okay? I'm going to say she's just out of my price range based on who she's trying to target, which you said they're trying to use makeup to ward off Dusty's. Example, example of a trying to get out of a person's league using makeup. Anyway, shout out to your boy Satan because they're using the devil's, the devil's makeup to actually ward off the dusties and we'll be over on kick give me about 20 minutes shout out to the coach gang hit the like button on the way out and we out of here brothers 
Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.